Hello, hello. On today's show, I'm going to talk about The Mandalorian Season 3. Mike is going to show us the undisputed champ of Cover Combat 2. And if action figures have a name, it must be Indiana Jones. Welcome to your favorite live streaming whatnotting podcast, comics and collectibles in the crawl space. As usual, I am your third or fourth favorite podcaster, Kevin. And also, as usual, I have two amazing gentlemen with me. You want to say hello, Mike? Hey, there I am. Hello. What's up, everyone? And of course, the undisputed, everyone's favorite action figure and toys. A shower on the planet, Patrick. Hi, everybody. Hey, Pat. That is undisputed. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of great teasers in that one. I hope we can uh, fulfill everyone's expectations. Right. All right. Um, Mike, we're getting ready to set up Profit Profits, right? Yes, we are. And this might upset a few folks, uh, but I have news for our millions of viewers uh since most of our millions of views come after the live stream we have decided to put the profit profits on a moratorium wait is that forever is moratorium forever sounds like it in comics <laughs> in comic books they always come back so you know that's fine yeah. okay <laughs> we've decided to put the profit profits in a moratorium <laughs> because of uh, uh, not really any uh, participation to speak of a few times, uh, but not really enough to where it takes the time it does on the show. Uh, when that changes in the future, we have more uh, viewers actually uh, watching us live to where it could increase participation in profit profits. We may bring it back, uh, but just to let everybody know, I'm really sorry, but this is our last uh, profit profits. All right. All right. But you ready, Mike? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. And this is also just like my Christmas tree in the background. The last time you will see the little Christmas girl guessing. <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of lasts today. Yeah. But we do have a first. first okay, awesome. I'm at two, Victor. Okay. There we are. The final Thanks. profit profits for the foreseeable future. Okay. Here are the 10 covers 
for books coming out this Wednesday, January 18th, the Acceler Group and our families have selected our top three favorites. In order for you to win the Profit Profits contest, you must choose the covers that make up our top three. Put a comment during this live stream of the three covers you've selected. The cutoff time for your submission will be announced at the beginning of the Pick 3 segment. The winners will receive their choice of one book from these 10. We'll send it to you free and we'll even cover the shipping. So uh, if you want a closer look, head over to our Facebook page. They're all up there. You can look at them a little bit closer, get a better idea, and then come back here and comment. Well, I will say this is a good, this is one of the really good weeks in my opinion. Man, it was tough for me this week. I wanted to pick like six of them. Yeah, Marcus had eight. <laughs> what say you, Pat? Was this a good week? You had a tough, a tough time picking three? Well, I can't wait to hear about that later. I'm going to be shocked. <laughs> Unless you point out some random things that I didn't notice. Like, what's that weird yeah. thing in the bottom left? <laughs> That's my job, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, but until that time, we what have the most exciting segment here. This is, uh, we are going to do two things with uh, cover combat, right? We're going to not only show the champ of cover combat too, but we're also going to decide what the cover combat three will entail. Right, Mike? Correct. My video is on a super delay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so actually, That's what I was wondering if I was saying something wrong for a minute. Cause you were like, <laughs> for like 10 seconds i was like what 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 i do yeah we've got three things uh we'll reveal the winner okay we'll reveal everybody's individual submissions and then oh, okay we'll uh come up with what the next the parameters are for the for cover combat three okay that's awesome all right so let's get into this Awesome. So, um, I guess someone needs to have a back brace uh, that's going to find out who's going to win the gargantuan vibranium edition of Captain America here. Right. Right. That's, uh, that's also part of this. So, this is pretty exciting. From what I could tell, we were discussing it a little bit pretty uh, before the show, it was... Uh, Pretty close. What was the percentage, Mike? Yep. I'm trying since I can't see on my computer. I'm trying to set it up on my phone so I can see the percentages. Okay. Um, number one received 41% of the vote. Oh, geez. Number two received 32% of the vote. And number three received 27% of the vote. Oh, geez. Yeah. All right. 
What we got? <laughs> All right. Here we go. I think this first uh, one is going to be a repeat of the other. Uh... Yeah, okay. All right. So now we're going to start it. Are you guys ready? Okay. Everyone ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no crying. There's no crying in cover combat. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Let's start here. What? Wow. Yeah, that's kind of a shock. Third that place, is Star Wars oh. number one. Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry about it, Pat. Yep. <laughs> so I was hoping that uh when you guys saw that you would you wouldn't see the third place right away and you would think that that was the winner. <laughs> I, oh, no, I was hoping you were going to do the third, second, first. This yeah, I didn't know if you were doing it like America's Funniest Videos style or... Oh. <laughs> yep. All right. Hold on to your horses. I'm kidding. This is our next matchup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. That was good. That was good. All right. <laughs> and now for the winner, with 41% of the vote, we have... Oh, number 10. Congratulations, Catwoman. Totally shocking, though. Yeah. I am shocked. I would have done the order completely opposite if I was guessing. I would have guessed Star Wars, then Hulk, then Catwoman. Yep. Shows that we know. Karen is happy. <laughs> well, there at one point, Hulk was winning. And, uh, there were, uh, was it, yeah, three votes that came in at the at the last uh, minute and changed it. Oh, wow. And I do believe congratulations go out to, is it Rose, right? Yes. Congratulations to Rose for wearing, or for wearing, for winning <laughs> the 75th anniversary Vibranium edition of captain america it is awesome i can't wait till she has it hopefully uh yeah. I'm gonna... we'll i'll be visiting pennsylvania soon oh, oh I, I i shouldn't assume although we all uh you know know and love rose that she'll probably be uh forgiving to me to not ship that thing to her <laughs> so yeah. hopefully she can wait till the next time i get to pennsylvania which will probably be march so Rose, let me know if uh, eight weeks is too long to wait. Um, I will definitely do what you require because I don't want you to have to wait any longer than you want. <laughs> if I have to ship it, I'll do it. Or I might just drive it up there. Driving it up there might be cheaper than shipping it. I don't know. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a tank of gas is probably cheaper. Right. The good thing about that is you could send it media mail. It just will take a while. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. Wonder how much media mail would be for something that big too, though. It'd still be, I'm sure, cheap. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, I don't think it'd be too bad. Yeah, I think it. It's. I don't. I don't know. You, the weight limits on media mail, I think, are pretty. Uh, they can go pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> and so that what, one definitely doesn't have ads in it so there's no controversy there because that's the, always the thing that me and mike yeah. are talking about 
with uh, whether comic books can be shipped via media mail because of the ads, I guess. But that one definitely doesn't have ads, so. Um, so what I have next is, do you guys have any idea who, um, submitted Catwoman? Well, I do. Oh, that's, <laughs> I forgot. I sent Patrick everything yesterday. <laughs> oh, oh I he, was going to say, well, it must be Patrick then, but it's not because it was Patrick. It was because he saw it. Yeah. I sent him everything. He created uh little graphics. Um, okay. Let me guess then. I'm going to guess. All right, so obviously it wasn't Patrick. We know it wasn't you, Mike, because you were talking about how you were out so fast. I know it wasn't me. I guess I'll have to... I don't think it was Tyler. Tom didn't submit this time. So these are between Mike and Johnny. I'm going to guess... Mike. All right. That go, Mike. <laughs> good job, Mike. Yeah, good job, Mike. <laughs> yeah, well done. I mean, yeah, look, his Black Widow was up there. Um, he was holding on. He went, he went for the Catwoman odds. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, uh, yeah he's got the Black Woman, Black Widow. So as we go through these um, individual uh, lists, they're kind of they're kind of color coded there. Um, and Mike's is a good example because he had an elimination every round except for the first round. He he had no eliminations in the first round. So it goes uh, red is eliminated in round one, yellow in round two, green in round three, cyan in round four, blue in round five, and magenta in the final round. Okay, that's cool. Okay. So you can see a big yeah, chunk like of Mike's got eliminated in round three there. Yeah, that was a tough example. round. <laughs> yeah. For him, but he came out on top. So, yep. yep. Yeah, I seriously thought that Hulk had it in the bag. He he went the route that uh, Tyler says he's going to go next route. He's got a bunch of extremely attractive women. <laughs> what surprised me when I saw these uh, groupings is, what, is that uh, I figured the person that put the monstrous covers in was the same person. Not so. Mm. No, yep. I thought it was funny when I was receiving everything that there were two monstrous covers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta. I mean, it's not a super popular title, but we talk about it quite a bit. I think. Yeah, and it's beautiful. I mean, they're yeah. beautiful books. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. The, the the way I've presented these yeah, are in nice. the uh, the order that everybody finished. I mean, okay. we all pretty much have an idea on who submitted the Immortal Hulk. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, so basically, these are opposed towards uh, Kevin. Yeah, okay, you have a guess on Hulk? Oh, I was was surprised that who did submit the Hulk cover, honestly. See, I did it again. I was totally thinking Patrick since he said he know it was him, (laughs) okay. Um, Mortal Hulk, I'm gonna say, uh. Well, again, now that I know it's not you two, um, was it Tyler? No, not Tyler. So, so uh, I'm gonna go Johnny. Tyler, Tyler. Oh, <laughs> <good> job, <guy. laughs> nice. And the the thing with that one, I can't remember what what cover he submitted, but it was it was already. I think it might have been one of the Carnage ones or something that that 
uh, someone submitted. So I said, that one's no good. And he came back with this. This was his Jeez. final submission. And it was, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, alternative. Yeah. yeah Thank really goodness. Well. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw it, I, the first thing it is, like, I've, I've never seen this. I had to look it up. I'm like, what? I want this. I have to own this book. You know, I will say this about all those Venom covers, though. They are, they are, they are all extremely different, you know? Right. And a couple of them are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me see. That one is. <laughs> I like three of them. Really? Which three? Uh, the second one, the last one. Oh, I guess that's only two. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I was going to say if I like two of these, it would probably be the last one and the null one. But I knew that wouldn't be one of yours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So in that's, third a, place, that's, a, that's a good submission anyway with. Uh, yeah. With, yeah, that's good. Good job, yeah. Ty. Good job. Yep. Um, and the third uh, third place was Star Wars number one, which we know is Patrick's. Yep, so yeah. there's the rest of Patrick's. Interesting. That is a great lot, Pat. Yep. Yeah, Art Adams, he was the winner last time, but couldn't make it out of the early rounds. Right. But I, I was, was surprised the Batman Beyond um, Johnson cover made it as far as it did. Yeah, actually, I was yeah. too, yep. I love that. I voted for it all the time, but um, it's not everybody's yeah. cup of tea. Yeah, and in I was, I was initially surprised at how well Star Wars was doing, because that it's probably not my favorite of the lot, but once I started seeing how it was doing, that's why I picked it for my final winner. Ah, uh, okay. Well, yeah, that def I, I think the Defenders one's the only one out of there. I really didn't care for that Daredevil much until we mentioned its cleverness, but. Uh... And I and didn't want to say a, anything until it got through. You know, was, it yeah. was like a giveaway if I said anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm actually not a big fan of that saga cover, but then uh, you know, I knew it was a classic kind of it's the classic of the yeah. decade we mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so. I understand that, yeah. And then uh but yeah, I was curious about that defenders. What made you pick that one? You just love that because the cause I thought Mark Brooks did a really good job on that defenders run. I mean that book that's a book that probably nobody bought, but he did some really cool covers for it. And I and I you know the innovative thinking on it I thought was cool. The whole he did like he did like an action figure cover, yeah. he did this video game fighting cover, and not only were they unique, but you know, he's just a really good artist. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Why I picked this one. Yeah, and I think that one could also appeal to, uh, you know, we all play video games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that could have been one of those things that pushes it over for somebody. It's like oh, I really like the video game aspect to this. Yeah, we but, all have a big history of fighting with video yeah. games. Yeah, too. So yeah, even more. Yep, yep. The BPRD cover was disappointing because I, I think that's an absolutely beautiful cover. And it got yeah, me too. As soon as that one lost, I was like, <laughs> man, that is such. I was looking forward to vote for that many times. Yep. Maybe if Hellboy was a little more featured on it, maybe it would have helped. But I mean, I mean, I understand because not many people know about that book either, so yeah, it wasn't going to yeah. get the popular vote. Yeah, and it's it's the character driven too, as far as yeah. what people are voting for. Yeah, you kind of want to go a little bit more mainstream with a few of yours, even if you don't really want to, to make sure you get yeah. those people. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, now. Um. Yeah. Next up is. Uh, I'm guessing on. Yeah, there's really, really nothing. We we just talked about the one part, you know, number one, two, and three. But I'll just throw the last three up in okay. order of their elimination. Um. Yeah, I think Kevin was had a book longer than. Johnny yeah, I just got eliminated right at, just before the final three. Yeah, yeah, my my Star yeah. Wars Boba Fett cover. Yeah, yeah, you, you did tell where the names too because the he, Kevin's outline of his name is blue, and that was the fifth round. So, okay, I see. Yep, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, you you Kevin was along with Mike. A lot of their covers were going through, and then they each had just that bad round. What's the what's the teal or the, the like the that light? Yeah, blue? that's the fourth round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that stunk. Yeah, I thought sure. I thought that Wonder Woman was a lock going forward. Honestly, yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked. So you know what can you do though? <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Next, I threw that carnage in to, to intentionally. Oh. Uh, throw people off thinking everyone thinking that would be uh, Tyler. <laughs> right. Well, on on the opposite hand of that is I thought for sure Tyler was that Batman metal cover, which I gave such a hard time to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that Carnage book is the one that forced Tyler to read Mortal Hulk, and and that's where he submitted Immortal Hulk. Oh, that's funny. Oh my that goodness, is hilarious. I think that's one. <laughs> You're welcome, Tyler. <laughs> but um he yeah he was saying i think he was in on the show for the very first reveal and he was saying how he was bitter at whoever submitted that carnage because he he, he wanted to submit that's funny yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then there's the second monstrous cover yeah. and i'm surprised yeah. you went with uh 10 and not one one seems to be the go-to it's it's kind of yeah, I, I like 10. I, yeah, I just like 10 better because it was definitely a decision for me. I was deciding between one or 10. So then when one was submitted, I was totally thinking, whoever submitted, if they win this with that, <laughs> I'm going to be bitter. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, you know, that Wonder Woman, I removed it from my list yeah. <laughs> whenever you submitted it. And uh, I think next time I won't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you should. Yeah, if you've got your list, you should treat yourself just like everyone else. Yeah. If you've got yeah. your list ready, someone else submits it, theirs goes, your stays. Yeah, definitely. But man, I love that Boba Fett. I mean, obviously, I love all these covers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's all the, uh, all of, all 60 covers are just, are just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then uh, the second one eliminated was Johnny. Yeah, I guess that detective was Johnny. Mm -hmm. I thought that Superman was actually one of yours, Mike. It, well, it was, and that that when he submitted it, I removed it from mine. The Superman or the action? The Superman. Superman. Okay. With the with yeah with the. I mean, yeah. action was on my was on my list. Of, really? I, yeah, I love. I mean, when that, had, you both had that. Yeah, when that came out, and and I think Johnny may have mentioned it, the Batmobile. Uh, when that came out, I was like, I, I mean, it's Gary Frank, and it just looks great. It's a great scene. And then I saw the Batmobile. I was like, oh, that's a cute little thing. 
Yeah, and he covered bases both ways with uh, Catwoman. He's got the classic and then the the, the unusual. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't like that. I didn't like that Harley Quinn cover at all, though. The only one. Yeah, yeah, I kind of take back what I said. Where all sixty were great. I wasn't a fan of the Suicide Squad. It was just it was yeah. there was a lot going on there, and I. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Harley one. That one's good. Gotcha. All right. All right, and last, last but not least. Last but not least, what do I got? Two colors here, maybe. Heartbreaking. That Super Sons was my replacement for the uh Superman that I took out. Yeah. Uh, okay. I still tried to get the Super Sons with Batman and Superman in there as well. But... <clears throat> Man, yeah, a, lot yeah, of, a lot of heavy hitters for you that went down and it's, it's head scratching. Art Adams. Yeah. Art Germ. What the heck? <laughs> Your art room cover didn't make it out of the first round. Right. <laughs> and that's a great one for sure. I forget what it was matched up with. Yeah, yeah I don't recall now. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping um, Catwoman. That <laughs> 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 won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was I was really surprised. Obviously, I was surprised because I'm thinking all 10 of these are, you know, all eight of these un unbeatable. They're just awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I think that X-Men was just a hard sell. The uh, the all-new X-Men was a hard sell because I think what yeah. does make that more interesting is being able to read it. It's yeah. like, and, and the other thing too is if you can't really read it, you know, in the graphic, which I don't know if people could zoom in and actually read it. I, I don't, I didn't actually try, but uh, it actually takes away from the appearance of the cover. So especially if you can't read it, mm -hmm. in my opinion, it, takes away from how good the cover looks by just having a bubble of words there you know what i mean so yeah i agree yep but yeah i never saw that old man logan before that's that was an awesome cover yeah so yeah and that's an a cover and that's i looked for a wolverine in that decade that i really liked too and i couldn't find one so when i saw that x uh the other x-men with the wolverine on i thought that was really cool yeah yeah with that one i mean i did a specific search i wanted David Finch doing Wolverine. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I looked for Finch Wolverine and <laughs> got it. Yeah. I was trying to go for the Prince. I mean, we all have Prince, you know, and yeah. Batgirl. Yeah, that was awesome. So. That is an awesome cover too. I've never seen that one either. Yeah. But so it was a lot of fun. Um definitely. And looking uh, forward to the next one. So what do we got for the next yeah. one? I'm gonna spin, but before before we go there. I want to thank Patrick for doing this. This was such a great idea. I like the color coding. Yeah, um, it's awesome. Especially yeah. with the name, uh, you know, our colors on the name revealing the highest round. I think that's great. Yeah, it's so great, man. Good job. So, unfortunately for you, you have to do it from now on because it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've officially committed yourself. Yeah. yeah. I have a great idea. Let me do this. <laughs> I have to do it all the time. Right. All right. Um, so what, right, what I have, have is, pardon me. That's what I was going to say. So uh, what is, what is three? I've got, be? I've got the wheel and we're going to spin right now to see what our, uh, the parameters for our next one are going to be. Okay. So I'm just going to spin it and then I'll kind of turn it around. I didn't set it up any, you know, and once again, I'm not overly prepared. 
but I'll hold it up here and hopefully an ad doesn't pop up. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, no sound effect. I forgot to turn it up. Decade oh, again. Decade bump again. It, bump it a little bit. Bump it. <laughs> <laughs> bump it a little bit so it goes yeah. to the next one. <laughs> hey, the um, gods have spoken. It's decade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we you still want to you want to do decade again? Well, obviously pick a different decade. I mean, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, let me. Okay, so what I've got here. Oh, talk amongst yourselves. I have an ad. <laughs> I can do away with it if I pay for the app. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to pay for the app. Um, this is the free version of it. <laughs> that's probably one of those things that if you pay for no ads, it's like two ninety nine a year or something, though. Yeah. But anyway, so, so now we're going to spin, spin what decade it is. Yeah, and I've got those. <laughs> did you remove the one we just did, though? It's not on there. It's on there. <laughs> Can't you remove it right now? No. Uh, yeah, I can edit that real quick. Um, that was... It was 2000 to 2000... Or, yeah, 2000 to 2009, right? No, 2010 to 2019. Oh, 2019, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so we'll delete. Save, and now we're good. <laughs> if it's 2000 to 2009, Johnny's going to be so bitter. <laughs> I mean, what are we, we're all hoping for the 80s, right? Yeah, that would be fun, I think. Tom might be hoping for the 60s and 70s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Tyler's you have the 60s and 70s in the same thing, at least? No, I have 1960 to 1969. Oh, geez. Okay. And then 70 to 79, 80 to 89, and so forth. Here we go. Let me, let me turn this up. I like I like hearing the, the, the sound. Yeah, it's exciting. Whoa, that's even bigger this way. All right, here we go. Come on! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Let me bump it. It's not working. <laughs> it's All right, so there you have it. Cover Combat Three. It'll be decades, two thousand to two thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it, Johnny. Yeah, hold on. Let me delete or hide that slice for next time. Okay. You want to? Well, I don't know how. You, how do you guys feel about that too? I keep calling out Johnny because he really expressed how he wanted the '80s so bad, which I'd be fine with. I, what are you guys hoping for the most too? The '80s as well, or '70s, or what? '80s. Yeah, I can find. I can find covers in any decade. I think. Yeah, <laughs> he's throwing it down now. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> oh. All right. Marcus wants to know who won. He Marcus didn't even know who won Cover Combat. He's playing with his friend on Xbox. Catwoman. All right. <laughs> he fainted. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been thinking what? Immortal Hulk or Star Wars? Which one? Hulk. Okay. Oh yeah, Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. Um okay, so <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm still Oh, uh, okay, so 
next week uh, we're on cover combat hiatus. So Mike can get one of his, in case you didn't know, segment in. Correct? Correct. So then we've got two weeks. And that's another conversation I think we should have. I honestly don't think we can have too many covers. So I know Tom kind of decided to take off last time. Mm-hmm. Kind of because of the decade. Who I don't know who knows where he'll be since this is a little bit further back, but it's not far. <laughs> yeah. I think it's still out of his wheelhouse because he, he hasn't collected for such a long time. Yeah. It's you know, he doesn't have a, a, an attachment to any any of the stuff coming out in that era. Yeah. Okay. But I guess we're doing it based on how it kind of comes down the brackets and gets smaller to the three ranks. Right. So we're gonna keep the same amount basically then, right? Yeah, as long as you guys like the three at the very end. Um, yeah, I liked it. What do you think, Pat? Like yeah, the only that, like I mentioned, I mentioned to Mike in a in a text message. You know, the only thing would be to maybe we we vote, give a ranking to our one through three, and give me you, know, you know like oh. our first book gets three points, our second book gets two, one. You know, oh, that way they're, means- they're actually ranked in the order we like the final three. Yeah, you know, on oh. a point system. Did it, you like that, Mike? The, the the problem you, you leave that small chance that there's a tie at the end, right? You know, yeah. Well, and and what I did for the tiebreaker, I can reveal now what the tiebreaker was. I had someone that didn't vote in any of this stuff rank rank the three remaining covers one, two, and three. So if there was a tie between the what they put as their first one and they put as their third one, if in our thing they were tied. It came down to those rankings. Yeah, I got so you. Which is basically, what, in essence, what Patrick is saying right. will do. Yeah. yeah, but it was one person doing it. Whereas now, moving forward, um, is that what every everybody that votes on it, or they can put them in the order they want? Yeah. Well, yeah. I like it. Yeah, like Pat it. likes it. So if you're, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine anybody that would have an issue with it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> so that's the way we'll do it. Right. Yeah, sounds good. Right. Yeah, but great job on to both of you, not only for your graphics, Pat, but then for the way you did the reveal, Mike. That was awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't have anything to do with any of that. So you said there can never be too many covers. I don't know. Mike might disagree with that. Yeah, I do. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am, and I'm just talking from the outside looking in. Yeah. So. <laughs> So while I'm working, while everybody submits covers, now work on getting that organized. Uh, Patrick, you will have to do uh, co- cover combat three. I have an idea already. So. I'll just say it's your discretion, whatever, however you want to do it. Okay, um, I'm fine with it. That's very cool. And speaking of uh, talking about Patrick doing all that stuff too, he made a great video for my little kind of whatnot preview of the comics that I was going to offer on whatnot. So I really appreciate you doing that as well, Pat. I want to definitely uh, do that every week. Um, I don't know if it really made that much of a difference this week. Uh, I think my viewership was up overall. Still wasn't a great week, but I'm still putting it on myself because uh, again, I was late and you know, I was fudging around with the camera. I mean, with how much stuff I want to show on the screen, I'm having a hard time figuring out exactly how I want it to look to where it looks cool, you know? Yeah. At least, at least uh, 
Karen was there to help me uh, figure it out a little bit. So I, I did get it worked out. But and we talked about just leave it like this for the rest of the time now. And I'm like, but I I, ha I have to take it down and put it back up because I have it in my living room. So <clears throat> once again, yeah, she Karen keeps the uh, other uh, watchers occupied. <laughs> yeah. But once I get into my shed and I can get it set up and leave it that way all the time, it's it's going to be better too. So I'm still extremely optimistic uh, as to the direction. And I think one piece of the puzzle is definitely uh, that preview video. And and uh, Pat did a great job on that. So hey, before we move on to subjects other than covers, <laughs> I wanted to share this because um, they're so awesome. I'm using one as my background. These are incredible, or not incredible. Uh, these are Hulk 11 variants. The, the uh, bottom one is an anatomy variant. And I think it's just open order. I, I didn't track down the artist, but I think it's awesome. It's so great. It's pretty cool, yeah. And I don't know if they're doing a lot. You know, sometimes Marvel does these themed variants. That's the only one that I found so far. I may, I may have... Uh, just, I just didn't see any other ones. Um, and then the top one is uh, the 1 in 25 variant by uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. And uh, I just love them because they're in landscape uh, instead of portrait um, format. Yeah, I, can't, I can't stand the landscape comics. They drive me nuts. I don't like them at all. Yeah, there's just no other way to present this artwork, though. I think if they yeah. had, turned it, it just wouldn't look right. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to throw these up there because I really wanted to use these for uh, the pick three, but since they were the other way, well, one's a uh, uh, one in twenty-five, so I don't use those. But, gotcha. Uh, the other one I could have, but uh, just the format I couldn't. Oh, gotcha. Okay. There is a I I did see something about a Marvel Anatomy book, so maybe I don't know. Maybe they're pulling from that for that cover. Oh, maybe there's like a whole hardcover out there. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, we, we all, I think years ago there was a Wolverine. Uh, I can't remember who did it, but I think there was Wolverine that showed all the animanium and how his claws worked inside his forearm. Yeah, I think I remember that cover. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, all right. That, that, so that's all I had for covers. <clears throat> all right, cool. Uh, let's get into uh, what I watched, uh, which. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this week and uh, teasing it in the uh, title. Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that I obviously didn't watch Mandalorian season three, but we'll talk about it though. So here we go. Okay, so um, <clears throat> gonna go from worst to best, uh, and you all can, uh, you know, judge these by the covers as you usually do. I'm sure, <clears throat> but this is uh, Deus. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, the Dark Sphere. Uh, a character in the movie actually says it in the movie, and I think that's how she said it. I hope she was right. Are either of you familiar with this movie? No, of course not. <laughs> All right, this is out. This was out in 2022. 
So this is actually a new movie. I watched this on uh, Prime. And uh, a few people in this that I was aware of. Uh, the main star, I wasn't. Her name is Claudia Black. Uh, but David O'Hara is in this. He's from... Um, excuse me, uh, Braveheart, which I definitely recognize him from, and, and he's awesome in it. And then uh, another girl named Crystal v v Crystal Yu, which has been in a bunch of other stuff. And uh, Charlie McGeckin, I think. Uh, I've seen him in some things too. So this is a pretty familiar cast. And, uh, I, you know, I, I wouldn't exactly put this in a, you know, like a, you know, is there just uh, A-list movies and B-movies? You know, I, <clears throat> I guess this is a B-movie because it's not an A-list movie, but it's not like this trash movie. It was actually pretty well done. Um, basically, what this is about is there, you know, we're in this, you know, I watched at this. It feels like sci-fi likes to rehash the same subject, you know, as of late. Uh, with how, you know, we're destroying the planet and we have to find a way to, you know, solve that problem. And, you know, I, I've always felt like <laughs> this is kind of intentional to keep on the narrative of, you know, what needs to be done to change that in, re in the real world, of course. But uh, that aside, um, there is this sphere... Uh, this dark sphere that has appeared uh, kind of orbiting Mars. So we need to send a crew out to investigate what this sphere is all about. And in the hopes that, you know, actually, you know, I, I can't remember exactly if there was a relationship between the world ending and having to research the sphere. But regardless of that, the sphere is just this complete mystery. So they send this, <clears throat> you know, group of astronauts out to investigate the sphere. And I didn't know this either. This was news to me. But do you guys know what Deus means? No. So I guess it's Latin or Hebrew for God. Okay. So when they get to this dark sphere it's actually pointing to this specific point on mars that uh i guess it highlights the word oh no they see on on uh, this tower where the dark sphere is pointing to on mars and there's writings on the tower and some of the writings it says deus so then it becomes this whole religious thing and they actually meet up with this alien life force that tells them that this is God, that God is here, and anybody who wants to save themselves from the world ending needs to walk through this gate and join God, okay? 
And and basically what this dark sphere does is then makes all these towers that match the tower that's on Mars appear on the entire planet Earth, like all over every country has these towers. And and the leader of these astronauts, like I said, it's the lady. Uh, her name is Carla. She um, she's sent to tell everybody on the planet, hey, this is God telling us. This is how he wants to save you. So walk through this gate and you'll be saved. So it gets very religious like that. Um, <clears throat> I won't tell you what happens in the end, but uh, I will tell you it, it it has nothing to do with religion when it ends. And um, I thought this was pretty well done. It was a little... Um, formulaic once it got to the end but but nevertheless i was still surprised by it so i think this was pretty good for you know like a b-tier you know sci-fi and the special effects were good the acting was good dialogue was good i i, I liked it uh I, i'd give this a solid seven now if this were like an a-list motion picture i'd say it would probably be like a six but being what it is i was uh uh pleasantly surprised so uh i recommend people check this out if you're looking for some new sci-fi stuff it's not bad at all yeah i like this poster um i also like just any any uh space suits yeah me you know, too. with the helmet the imagery I, I i love it if it's artwork or if it's posters or any of that it, it catches my eye so i like this poster yeah i'm a sucker for it too myself as well so <clears throat> and then uh, this movie, Above the Shadows, don't like kind of came. What were you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> Said, don't like this poster. <laughs> well, it's got your boy there in the middle. You see who that guy in the middle is? Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> no, that's the, the other middle. <laughs> Can you tell who that is, Mike? No, I can't tell. I mean, I recognize Jim Gaffigan. I can't. I can't. That is none other than Alan Richson of of Reacher fame. That's Reacher right That's there. That's Reacher. Yeah. He looks so small. He looked bigger in Reacher. <laughs> he is a little bit smaller, um, yeah. but he's still pretty, he's still pretty big, big guy. He's big yeah. too. And uh I, I I do think he's a little smaller. Um, but this uh this came out in 2019. I watched this on Prime. And uh, you can see this also has Megan Fox in it there. And then, uh, as Patrick mentioned, uh, it's got Jim Gaffigan. And uh, this also has um, David Johansson. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. I actually have a fondness for J David Johansson. You know who he is? Yeah. He's, he's from Let It Ride. <laughs> Let It Ride's one of my favorite old movies with uh, Richard Dreyfus. Not, yeah, yeah. Richard Dreyfus, yeah. Yeah, that's the horse racing one, right? Yeah, exactly. And David Johansson's his best friend in that movie. So anyway, he's in that. He's in this too. Um, this girl, Olivia Thurlby, uh, the main character on the top there, Holly, she's, uh, I guess she was the girl that was in Dread, his, uh, his partner, Judge Dredd's partner in Dread. And she's come from a couple of other things too. Nothing that I've watched, uh, but uh, anyway, this just this is another one of those where I, I had a lot of stuff I was doing. So uh, after I finished Deus, the Dark Sphere, 
this popped up and it, you know, it says, you know, up next. And it, if you just leave it play, it'll put it up. And, uh, and I just let it go and it grabbed me. <laughs> so I completely watched the whole thing. Basically, um, <clears throat> this is like a sci-fi romance, uh, which I'm not exactly sure I've seen a lot of, uh, sci-fi romances. I guess, uh, my wife, what's that? The time traveler. Yeah, that's like one of my wife really loves uh, kind of a sci-fi romance kind of movie. But anyway, um, this main girl, um, her name is Holly. And this this is kind of odd how it how it kind of gets going. But as I as I said, it kind of grabbed me. It was a little compelling. So she starts telling the story about how she's basically kind of unseen in her life. No one pays attention to her. Her father, her sister, her brother, no one pays her any mind when she's a, when she's a child except her mother. And then her mother gets cancer and dies. So literally after her mother gets cancer and dies, she literally disappears. Like she goes her entire life until she's 25 years old without another soul recognizing that she exists or remembering that she ever existed, including her father and her brother and sister. And I mean, she literally becomes invisible. Like she's tries to, you know, she's like talking to people and like, you know, messing with them and no one even knows she's exists. So she's a ghost literally for 25 years. And she's kind of, you know, it's interesting how they kind of show how she's lived her life all these years. She makes money just through the internet because people don't need to see her, but she can still, she's still solid and she can manipulate everything just like normal. So she gets on the internet and she's making money actually by, uh, you know, taking pictures. Like people can't see her take pictures of them. So she hmm. takes real candid shots and then she sells them to a news editor, which is the, uh, which is uh, David Johansson. He's the news editor she sells pictures to, and that's how she makes money. So in this world of her being a ghost, she can still cash in with that. And <clears throat> she come to find out, though, she actually ruins Reach. I'm just going to call him Reacher. She ruins Reacher's life because she takes a candid photo of Reacher cheating on Megan Fox and publishes it. So he basically loses his girlfriend, Megan Fox, like a big movie star. Um, her character is in this movie as well. And uh, he's a big UFC fighter. And that's what else was interesting about this. It's kind of a sci It's obviously sci-fi, which is interesting to me. The love story part of it, I'm not about watching those. But it's got a lot of UFC in this. So Reacher is a UFC champ. And uh, when, he, when Megan Fox left him because Holly, uh, you know, outed him, he became so low that then he lost his UFC championship. So it just wrecked his life completely. So she's in a bar harassing people kind of in her way. She does. They show us and reachers a bouncer in there and he can see her. So he, uh, hmm. kicks her out of the bar and she's like, wait, what you can see, you know, like, so for some unknown reason, reachers, the only one that can see her in the entire world. So, hmm. I won't, again, that's, that's kind of where I'll go, but I won't go any, uh, I won't tell you how this kind of ends up, but it's pretty interesting. So then they, they kind of team up on this kind of mission, but as you can imagine, like I said, with this being a romance, you know, 
other things start to happen, especially since he's he's the only man on the planet that can see her. You know, she starts to like him a lot, and uh, obviously he's easy on the eyes. So, uh, you know, all you know how all that ends. Um, and like I said, uh, without giving away any more on this, I will say that uh, I was, like I said, pleasantly surprised with this as well. Um, if you're in for a sci-fi love story kind of romance, like I said, Mike, this, you know, I know you like Reacher and, you know, this might be a good watch for, you know, you and M, you know, maybe even, I, you know, I don't know what Chelsea's into Pat, but you know, this might be a good watch for you guys too. If you're in, uh, in the mood for a kind of a crossover kind of sci-fi UFC love story kind of, it kind of fits all. <laughs> Where does Jim Gaffigan fit into all this? He is her. He is Holly's father. Okay. He's. It's a pretty minimal role. He's. Uh, you know, they show him a little bit in the beginning before she becomes invisible, and then he plays a pretty big part at the end. Uh, like I said, which I won't give away. But uh, yeah, besides for the very beginning and the end, he's like hardly in it. You know, I'm. I'm actually surprised he's on the poster with how little he's in it. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, and he's not comedic either. There's no funny. There's no. <laughs> there is some funny parts of this movie. Uh, you know, kind of real, kind of lighthearted humor. That it's definitely not a comedy. It's a. It's a romance. So, anyway. Oh, uh, I give like I still I give this one a seven as well. What were you saying, Mike? Um, David Johansson. He was the lead singer of the New York Dolls, and he was also in Scrooged. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So when I, you were saying David Johansson, how much you like him, and you mentioned. What was the let it ride yeah let it ride that movie is nowhere on my radar as far as anything to do with david Hansen. so like is this somebody different <laughs> no i loved him in that okay. but yeah and yeah i remember him in scrooge now too yeah he was great yeah. in scrooge yeah so anyway then i got into some little bit more quality movies i watched the pale blue eye oh okay um i'm gonna tap out for a minute i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give you any spoilers <laughs> that, but that's what i figured i figured you were gonna want to watch this you know yeah um i will i will just say you know obviously this is i shouldn't say obviously but i will say that this is a good movie uh me and jesse watched it uh this of course has christian bale in it um there's a couple other uh big names in there uh it has Uh, blah blah blah. Robert Duvall. Yeah, I didn't know he was in it until I just saw this. Yeah, Julian... I probably saw him in the trailer, but didn't recognize him. Maybe Jillian Anderson uh, <laughs> of uh, what's that uh, X Files fame and uh, Toby Jones. He's uh, been in the MCU lately. He is. Does uh... he play in the MCU, Pat? I don't know. Uh, the 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 computer. Red Skull's computer buddy. Anyway. Oh. Arnim Zola. Yeah, yeah, Zola. Yeah, exactly. Zola, yeah, yeah. Oh, the little guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He always wears He's round in... glasses. Yeah, right. Right. But uh this is a um I'm blanking Mike uh Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe story. And uh it is a murder mystery. Uh, spoiler alert, Mike, if you didn't know it was a murder mystery. Yeah. JK, I know you know. Well, anyway, uh, man, I, I while we were watching this, uh, I picked this. 
not only because you know Netflix will put something. This is a Netflix show or movie, and Netflix puts something on, and man, they just—I don't know if they do. It seems that way to just me or not. That just beat you to death with what they know you're gonna love, you know. And uh, maybe it's partially because my wife, ninety percent of what she watches is murder mystery type things, you know, and documentaries. So this kind of fits that bill too. And and but it was great because we both want to watch together. Christian Bale's awesome, man. I, I don't I was saying I don't even know if I've seen a movie that has Christian Bale in it that I didn't like. Can you guys think of any? That uh, aren't Newsies. Dark, Dark Knight trilogy. Um You didn't like the Dark Knight trilogy? Uh, who invited this guy? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I love him so much. Uh, he's so great. And I wasn't a fan of Newsies, but you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife loves newsies. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of that either, but he was—I mean, he was good for that part, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, but this, like, like I said, I'm not going to say too much because I knew uh, this would be right up your alley, at least, Mike. I don't know whether Pat, this might be for you as well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's definitely on our list, especially because of the filming locations. Okay. So yeah, this is this is great. It delivers. So no disappointments to. Uh, report on this one at all it's great in every way that you'd expect a quality edgar Allan poe murder mystery to go so uh give this a solid eight and a half nine nice you know? and uh so definitely check that out yeah when, when i think patrick had mentioned something in the comp uh, about the trailer to us about uh you recognize anything here and so i watched them like man I don't want to feel stupid. Hopefully I recognize something because if he's saying, you know, so whenever they show the mill and McConnell's mills, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, I do. I recognize it. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it looks, the locations look awesome. Yeah. Especially the winter setting and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. That yeah. always helps. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, I'll, I'll just say this too, that, you know, it, it's tricky too. It, it it gets you. You think you got things figured out, mm -hmm. and, you know, which those are the best, of course. You know, my so. wife's really good at figuring stuff out. I'd be interested to hear if when you're watching this, if well, she guesses. So I, well, it, it's to the point now where she'll just write it down because she would <laughs> always say this, you know, just say, oh, I think this is going to happen. And at, at first I'm like, oh, okay, we'll see. And after she's right so many times, I'm just like, okay, stop. Because... <laughs> yeah assume that she's right so now she writes it down and we look at it later and then she can prove it to you at the end yeah yeah, yeah. I knew it. she has a really good track record um with it gotcha so uh, yeah we'll do that with this all right and then i watched i guess this is the latest uh disney animated strange world it is the latest i do believe right i think so so um obviously there's a lot of you know i guess controversy and a lot of hate directed towards this movie man you know and this is how it always goes for me because i intentionally try to walk this in this space with movies where i where i know what's coming out but i try to avoid what too many people think just because especially if it's got anything in it that's remotely controversial 
of course, this side's going to bash it for that. And then this side is going to bash all these guys or girls over here for bashing it for that. And it becomes this, it isn't even about the movie anymore. It drives me nuts. Right. You know? So um, I was originally, I think I saw this as actually a trailer of, uh, before something I watched in the theater. I mean, this is a beautiful movie. I love the, I love the look of this. And of course it's sci-fi, you know, so I was excited. This is how it went for me. I was totally excited about it when I saw it. I mean, not super excited. I mean, this is like the big thing for me. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Then I heard all the hate. And I'm like, oh, man. And then I heard the haters hating the haters. And I was like, oh, man. Get, you know, and then I I just decided not to see it. <laughs> and then, of course, then it's but then it's free on Disney Plus, uh, that, which is, of course, where I watched it. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, I might as well at least check it out here to, to see what's up. <clears throat> and <laughs> so <laughs> this is a very, 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 very kind of, you know, modern PC culture movie. Um, it is almost so heavy handed in this movie. It's distracting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't even like using the word woke because that has such negative connotations one direction and the you know it's i don't even like using that but you know just what you've heard about this it is a legit um if you want to call it a complaint or or a uh appraising depending on which side of the way you want to look at it there mm -hmm. it is definitely heavy in this movie in multiple ways um The story overall, uh, it's it's actually kind of odd, which is kind of fitting. The name of the movie is Strange World. But this is part of the problem when I think they try to, you know, do all these kind of heavy-handed modern PC culture kind of things in movies. I feel like it distracts them from just telling a good story. That's kind of part of the problem, which I think... Even the people that aren't haters of this kind of content, when they do not like the movie, then they get blamed of being whatever phobe you want to call them or ist you want to call them because then they criticize the movie. But sometimes it's just because they don't make a good movie. And that is the case here, in my opinion. This is, it's like so focused on being all those things that I felt like it lost sight of just making a good story. It And, and, this isn't horrible. It isn't a ridiculously bad movie or a horrible movie or anything like that, but it is not a good story in the sense the, the biggest criticism I'll give this is it just doesn't make sense. Like literally we start the movie we're we're in a just made up completely made up land that is surrounded by mountains and people are trying to survive there and they're poor and they have a hard time getting by, and there's one explorer, uh, the the top guy there, the the biggest, oldest looking guy there. Um, that's actually played by Dennis Quaid. Hmm. Um, if you didn't know that, I, which I didn't know until I watched it, and you can recognize his voice right away. You know, <laughs> so, looking at the character, I would say it would be Kurt Russell would voice him, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, it's Dennis Quaid. And then the young boy in the front there, that's Jabuki Young White. And then um, 
the one up from the young boy, that is actually his father. His name is Searcher. That's Jake Gyllenhaal. And mm. then um, the mother, which I don't think you can see her in this poster, is Gabriel Union. And then, of course, the father. I mean, yeah, then then Jake Gyllenhaal's father is played by Dennis Quaid. Lucy Liu is in this. Uh, Alan Tudyk is in this. I do believe he is the dog. I was going to say, does the dog talk? And he, he voices the dog. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't talk. But actually, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Alan Tudyk's definitely in it, but the name of the character is Duffel, and I can't remember the name if, if that's the dog's name or not. But uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> like I said, this isn't. This isn't bad. Uh, but I do feel like it's just. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense when we get to the end, um, because it kind of focuses on this land that just is made up that's kind of normal but they're kind of poor and old school and they find a new land uh because dennis quaid's character the the father there is a uh adventurer you know so he's always he's trying to escape this land but they can't find a way to get over these or through these mountains because it's too treacherous so but they do eventually do that and they find this strange world ends up the strange world is actually just below. This isn't a spoiler like the end of the movie. This is something you find out fairly early in the movie. The strange world is just a world they find just below where they're living. <laughs> and uh, I won't say anything further as far as how the story goes after that. But I feel like this movie goes in a certain direction for 90% of it. And then it stops and becomes a completely different movie at the very end. It's It's kind of... It's kind of odd. I feel like maybe the writers felt like it would be like a, you know, like a trickier kind of, mm -hmm. like we were just talking about with Pale Blue Eye, where it's like this something you had no idea kind of thing at the end. But it doesn't play out that way, in my opinion. It just it just decides to completely shift gears <laughs> and be a completely different movie for like the last 10% of it. It's kind of odd, you know, but it's not the worst thing ever. I definitely, you know, see what people's criticisms are of this movie in general and uh i'd give this probably five and a half maybe um it because it is beautiful too and i like odd creatures and stuff which there's a lot of that in this maybe a six you know but somewhere around there you know so the animation the is good yeah the animation is really well done i thought yeah, yeah exactly yeah i definitely like that a lot yeah and i like the way every all the characters are and you know every the way everything looks yeah and um and it, like I said, I, there's so many little things. If you guys had watched this, I'd ask you your opinions on so many things. There's there's a I lot of it. little annoying things that are just different mm -hmm. through it, you know, as well. So, Patrick saw it. Oh, you did see it, Pat? Mm -hmm. Did it seem like it would just get into these slow, like, conversations that didn't really have to do with the movie moving forward at all kind of like yeah i can see i can see that but i think a lot of it was trying to do the family dynamic and bring in the you know the father son thing and figuring that out i think that was a lot of the quiet moments that took away from the actual the overall adventure part of the story yeah yeah so i didn't care for that what did you think of this movie in general then since you saw it sorry i thought it was i i, I kind of agree with the rating maybe i give it a couple points or a point and a half higher just because I thought the animation was so well done. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I, I hadn't heard any controversy. Um, the only, the thing that I think is hurting 
these movies is the quick turnaround to Disney Plus. In all honesty, okay. I mean, and I, I hardly, you know, I saw initial initial trailers for this, but I didn't see much promotion for it. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's an indication of they think the movie wasn't going to perform well or or what, but or or if it's just the whole thing of turning everything so quickly around the Disney Plus. And, and I also think it was because of the, sort of like the timing and they threw it up for Christmas. You know, I think that might have been part of the quick turnaround. But even even their Pixar films, I think they're really hurting their brand by throwing them up on Disney Plus for so quickly or straight to Disney Plus. I, I don't know. So you think that maybe people aren't seeing them in theaters because they're just like, I'll wait until it gets yep. on Disney Plus. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. That's, I'm sure there's something to that. Got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Although I've heard recently, uh, watched a couple of videos where they're planning on changing like like a lot of that had to do with COVID or whatever yeah. and, and they're planning on changing that now or something like that is that kind of a thing yeah that that's i mean that i think that was really the idea but there gets to a point where there's no turning back because people are just going to wait it out you know? yeah 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 i was wondering if they're gonna get back to doing just that put them into movies and then have it a larger time yeah six months that. whatever yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um i think the movie theaters would probably prefer it Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. then you look at i mean ticket prices are through the roof even just for a family of four to go to the movies you're looking at a hundred bucks yeah it's especially yeah it's i'll wait yeah yeah and yeah all right and then the the final thing i watched here um which i'm looking forward to this because i know we all watched it is the new quantum leap right we all watched the first episode of this, right? We talked about that. Did we talk about that? I, I vaguely remember now that you bring it up. We did talk about that. And I, I didn't watch it. I think it was just Christmas the other day. I was busy. I was busy. Did you, Pat? No. No, I didn't. Oh, well, in your guys' defense, I did just kind of throw that up that we all agreed. And I don't think, because of course I watched our show a couple times and I don't think either time when I watched it, I actually did catch either one of you actually yeah. agreeing. I just non-committal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I did mention it to Emily that after it was revealed to me uh, that it kind of is a continuation that we do need to check it out at the very least. So. Well, uh, I watched. I actually watched the first, either three or maybe even four episodes of it, and um, you know, I don't know whether I ever told you this before, anyway, Mike. But I, I liked the old Quantum Leap, but I never watched a, a lot of them. Really got into it anyway. I watched, you know, probably a handful of episodes because they're kind of, you know, real standalone-y, so you don't have to like keep up with it every week, you know. And uh, I yeah, like. There's some, it's called the trilogy. Uh, there are three episodes uh, that really carry. The, I mean, for me, when I think about the show, it's it's these three episodes, the final episode, there's a couple more that I picked through that are really stand out, that oh, yeah. elevate the whole thing. Um, and then overall, you know, you've got your standard episodes that are just really good, but yeah, there are some that are phenomenal. Okay. So I'll, I'll write those down to you. Um, yeah. I have I have the Blu-rays. I'll bring them. Okay. <laughs> well, I think you can actually watch all of the old Quantum Leap. All of all of them are on Peacock now. I do believe. Yeah, there was one episode we bought on. Not to steal your 
your thing here. Uh, we bought them on DVD because we loved them so much. And there's one episode where um, they dance. Uh, Al and his wife dance to um, Georgia. Um, and in the DVD, they didn't pay for the rights to, to use that song. So they wow. played something different. And Emily and I talked all the time about we just love that. It's such an emotional scene. And when that happened, we we're both like, what? What? so that was and you know then i started reading up on it and that was a sticking point with a lot of fans um, yeah the blu-ray okay. has uh has georgia the georgia song on it and uh and i think hopefully the digital editions do as well yeah so anyway uh so this new one <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like i said i watched the first three or four episodes and um i think it's fine I, you know, I, I, I think I like the old Quantum Leap still better. Um, but like I said, with this one and Karen, well, Karen told me, I didn't know she's told me and, and I pass it on to you. So I, I did say something incorrect though. Um, uh, make that because of what you just said, you will enjoy this. Okay. Um, you'll enjoy this, Mike. I, I I don't know what you meant. Sorry, Karen. I'm not tracking. It, she might be talking about uh, <clears throat> Al and and Georgia and stuff. So okay, either that or the trilogy. They they probably reference some of those scenes. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm lost. Okay. Anyway, though, this show. I think I've said in the past they're looking for uh, Beckett. Sam. And, yeah. Okay, so Karen says the trilogy. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Because of that, you'll like this, Mike, because of that trilogy. Okay. I guess that's what that means. Okay. So they're not looking for Sam in this. They're looking for the main character here. I'll pull that up real quick too. Um, because he he basically he wasn't even supposed to jump. His name's Ben. Uh played by Raymond Lee. He, uh, he wasn't supposed to be the jumper in this quantum leap, but he's, he's part of the project, uh, you know, the quantum leap project and they're trying to basically perfect it. So what happens to Sam doesn't happen. Like Sam's referenced a lot in this show. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. What happens to him doesn't happen. But they, but they, but they're still obviously the technology is awesome. So they want to make it work the way they can utilize it. Um, and they're working on it. So it doesn't happen what happened to Sam. But then uh, Ben jump, he just, he, he has somebody that I don't think we've seen who it is yet. Oh, no, actually, uh, what's the, um, the virtual reality guy's name again from the original Quantum Leap? Ziggy. Oh, Ziggy. Yeah. So his daughter is in cahoots with Ben here. And we don't know why though, as, as far as, like I said, I've only seen the first three or four episodes. Okay. So Karen says they eventually tell you why, but they haven't told us why yet. Uh, but there's some reason Ben was like, he decided to be the one to go. So he does it like secretly. No one else knows it's happening. And then, of course, they all get mad at him because it isn't perfected yet. So now he basically becomes like he's just like Sam. Yeah, he's, just like Sam. <laughs> he's jumping to all these random 
times and he has to, you know, fix whatever is wrong in that time yeah, in the hopes to come home. So basically it's the same exact premise mm-hmm. of the original Quantum Leap in that, in, you know, in that way. Um, and his wife actually is the illusion or the, you know, virtual reality lady that, Ow. yeah, that, yeah, that comes to okay. help him through his... Mm-hmm missions in the hopes that he'll always come home and they're so they're trying to find oh okay his fiance yeah i guess they aren't married yet stay tuned for karen's review of quantum leap (laughs) (laughs) so this is fine um but you know if i would give the original quantum week uh, quantum week uh quantum leap uh like an eight which i probably would i'd give this a seven it's it's pretty good too um You'll probably, I'd imagine you'd probably agree with me. Uh, you, you might give it like a nine and an eight though, or something like that, you know? So, right. You know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this then. Yeah. It's not no reason to mm-hmm. not like it. And it's all done well in the act. And it's funny, clever and all that good stuff. And who he jumps into and all that stuff yeah. is, is good stuff. Yeah. So, <clears throat> all right. And then the last thing uh, to bring up, uh, which is part of our title is the Mandalorian season three. And the biggest reason uh, I wanted to bring this up, and I revisited the trailer again, uh, and I was so mesmerized by how awesome the trailer was again. Um, did do you guys remember the trailer that well? Not well, no. So we know what's happening in this season, though, not only from the trailer, but just from how season two ended, though. You guys remember that, right? <laughs> no? Okay, so... I would remember after you refresh my memory. He's headed back to Mandalore because his Mandalorian title has been taken away from him because he showed his face and the armor found out. So it's him. And, uh, well, I don't think we found out at the end of season two about how Grogu comes back to him yet. Did we, Pat? That was in Book of Boba Fett. They, 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 Luke brought him. He did actually get him back for good, then. Yeah, because he did. Yeah, Grogu basically took care of the Rancor. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. As uh, I didn't want to say a spoiler, but the trailer spoilers spoils it. At least what I was thinking, but I totally forgot what you just said. Uh, in the trailer, obviously him and Grogu are together. They go to Mandalore for him to try to get his, you know, Mandalorian armor back, you know, I mean, uh, honor back, you know, and, uh, you know, Bo-Katan is a main part of that. I think she's on Mandalore. And then, um, the Death Watch is the kind of the Mandalorian terrorist group, uh, and the biggest reason I'm talking about all this right now is because I finally saw the release date of season three. Did you all see that? No. No. March 1st. Jeez, which is pretty cool. sweet, right? Yeah. So we're less than six weeks away. I'm super excited. We're going to have to get back on track of uh, <clears throat> keeping up with the show and reviewing it every week is at least when this comes, right? Yeah. Yeah, you guys, good luck. <laughs> you, you, already, you don't want to see this, Mike? I do, but you know me and, and staying on top of shows as they come out weekly. I have faith in you. You can do it. You can do it. I'm really going to try. Okay, cool. Okay. 
All right. All right. And that's it for me. Like I said, I just want to bring that up because I saw what the release date was. So that excited me a little bit for, uh, for to bring it up in the show. So Mandalorian three season three comes out March 1st on Disney plus. So that's all I had this week. This is a mouthful. Sorry. Is that all? That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Man, it's so funny. Every time if I start watching something either Sunday or Monday, then I have a ton. But yeah. if something comes up I don't get to watch until Wednesday, then that's when it ends up getting a short week. So mm-hmm. but I got I got a bunch. You know what I was starting to think I'd need to do too is as soon as I watch something, text you guys. Hey, this is gonna be on the show. Check it out if you get a chance. Oh yeah, yeah. That you will help. <laughs> I like it because sometimes if I'm just you know, I don't know if this happens to you guys. I'll end up spending an hour watching trailers or just scrolling through stuff. And I, I, and I end up going, oh, that looks good. And I add it to my list. Yeah. Instead of just saying, that looks good. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do that too. And then your witch, your witch. Jeez, oh man, I can't talk. And then your list has like 30 titles on yeah. it. And then you never watch any of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So <laughs> then I guess moving on, Mike. Moving on. Are you ready? Yep. All right, cool. Here we go. Awesome. All right. So we have our pick three. So the final Profit Profits segment is over. Sad song. Sad, sad. Oh, Karen, no special effects today at all. What the heck? Oh, what's that? That's a special effect we need to add. What is that special effect called that goes wah, wah, wah? What's that one? I don't know. How do you spell that? <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, one last profit profits throw up there. Okay. And here we go. Okay. You said profit. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. You said profit profits throw up. Throw up. I know. <laughs> I was going to just act like I didn't say that, and hopefully, no one. <laughs> no we noticed okay um so let me run down our 10 covers we have nightwing 100 that's the uh bruno redondo acetate cover um, hey mike do you want me to interrupt you now or after you reveal the three so i can talk about patrick and his love for these books or non-love well if it's yeah when you get to the particular book if you want to say something about it Okay, and Pat, you didn't like that Nightwing cover? Look at that. That's awesome. Uh, putting it up against all his current recent covers, I think this was a miss. Okay. Even though I do like acetate covers. Mm-hmm. All right. Continue, Mike. Yep. I like this one because of the starkness, the you know, the blue and white. And Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. Tyler didn't Nick. like this one. Yeah. He doesn't, like he doesn't like those negative space covers, I don't think. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
All right, next up we have Venom number 15 by John Tyler Christopher. And this is um, the homage cover for Bagley's work. Amazing Spider-Man, I don't recall the number. Right, Patrick? Awesome. No tongue, Venom, right? Awesome. Yeah, I was never a fan of the original cover. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I think this is a slight improvement. But what really I cannot stand, they do these throwback covers. And uh-huh. I am immediately drawn to the wonkiness of that corner box. I mean, why is the Marvel Comics logo not in the center and at the top? And why is there a big thick line between the picture and the, you know, the, the okay. Clock, <laughs> okay. you know, and a skinny line around the rest of it. It just, mm-hmm. they do it all the time like that. And it drives me nuts. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I agree with Patrick. I was never, I'm not a big Mark Bagley fan. I know he had a long run. People love his Spider-Man. He's not one of my favorites. I was not a fan of this original cover, but I do agree that the way, uh, John Tyler Christopher did this one, presented this one. I like it. I like it a little bit more. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Batman, One Bad Day, Bane, number one. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Jim Lee. And also, um, when you look at the credits for the cover here, they credit Scott Williams as well. Um, you know, he's Jim Lee's inker. But so I don't know if, you know, Williams had done a little bit more than what jim had done or if they just always kind of put them both together i don't know i love it pat yeah <laughs> at one at one time i was such a big jim lee fan but most of his dc stuff just leaves me cold really wow yeah, it's unfortunate because i liked him so much mm-hmm. you know back in the day i'm gonna go the opposite direction on that comment and say this right now and you've heard it first here Bane might literally be my favorite bat villain now. Mm-hmm. I love Bane so much. He's so awesome. Yeah. I think he is awesome. And I think this cover shows that. So anyway. <laughs> Do you think he might be your favorite over, say, the Joker because of how much the Joker... I think the Joker's overused. I, well, no, I've never been a Joker fan. I've always thought he's a weak villain that annoys me. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. I know you love him so much. So I haven't, I don't know if I've ever said that to you before, but I've never been a Joker fan, really, ever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. let's, let's get to the next one here. Uh, Lazarus, Lazarus Planet <laughs> Assault on Krypton number one by Jen Bartell. Beautiful. Right, Pat? Yes! Yay! But you know what? It's what's funny is I, I put this one up, and and when Emily was making her picks, I told her I said, I said this one is uh, putting this up there because I know Patrick is a big Jen Bartel <laughs> fan, and I guarantee you he's going to vote for this cover. <laughs> Love it! That's yep. a great cover. Yep. Yep, that's really good. Um, next up, Alien Five, Mateus Bergara. I am going to shock our millions of listeners and fans right now. I am not a fan of this cover. This one leaves me wanting. And when I have Alien, I want. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this one. What say you, Pat? Yeah, pass. All right. We agree on two in a row. 
All right, we're knocking it out of the park now. Man, I loved this one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at my notes here. Um, dang it, I voted for this one. <laughs> Again, you know, well, let me like like Pat likes to do too. I'll back. I'm gonna back that off of that a little bit because I don't want to. I'm not insulting your opinion, Mike. It's uh, it's just it's not bad. It's just yeah, it's just not quite yeah. up to alien level covers for my taste. That's all. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I have I have no problem with anybody criticizing anything I like. Yeah, <laughs> you're good at that. Yeah, I get a little um, emotional sometimes. I, I mean, I was emotional with my eight covers that didn't get nearly as many votes as I thought they should. <laughs> that got you but, a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. After that first round, I may have cried myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Strange number 10. Um, I'm going to mess up his name. Ivan Kaleo. Colio. All right. Anyway, this is another homage cover. Um, I don't recall what issue of Doctor Strange this homage is, but so I feel like I might like these covers more if I had any idea what was going on in the story, but I don't, so I didn't. That's mm -hmm. why I didn't. I think this is a good cover. That's why I didn't. It didn't particularly uh, strike my fancy though because of that. I'm sure. Yeah. What say you, Pat? Yeah. Um, this is the current artist of the Fantastic Four. Um, like I said, I think he's pretty good. He's a, he's a good artist. I, I, again, same as Kevin, not familiar with characters, but I did vote for this one because mm -hmm. when you're uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I didn't get oh, the man. arms either. I, I don't know what this cover reference is. Yeah. Just because I'm not such a big, you know, I'm not a big Doctor Strange fan. So, yeah. Right. All right. And next up is Iron Man 2, uh, Asad Ribic. And this is also uh, an homage cover for Iron Man. Iron Man number one, right? Yeah. I love this. Patrick, what say you? I kind of like it to a point. I think when you're doing an Iron Man book, you need a little more pizzazz polish <laughs> it looks kind of bland as far as don't you armor. think that was an intentional because of what is homaging no nah, I, I think thought. i think the original has more pizzazz yeah oh you need some turtle wax yeah really <laughs> okay but but the artistic part of it i mean the 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 structure the drawing part of it's fine i just i think the the coloring the rendering is falls a little flat for what it's yeah. supposed to be Okay. Yeah, it looks foggy. Yeah. I thought that was intentional, so that appealed to me even more with this cover. Yeah. So. Okay, next up is Hulk 11 uh, by Ryan Otley. Every time you say his name, I, I seem to not like what he's putting out there. But, you know, I, I do have a couple books that I like of his, uh, the covers, but... Yeah, this isn't one of them, man. I again, I don't know what's going on in Hulk right now, but I don't know what's wrong, what's up with Hulk's head here. But I couldn't get away from looking at Hulk's head in that picture. Pat, at least he doesn't have that <laughs> stupid headgear on, is what I said, and that was enough to get a vote from me. I mean, the perspective I thought was cool, 
I, I too have no idea what's going on in this book. In fact, with all the trouble with Donny Cates and everything, and kind of abandoning the abandoning the book to Ryan Otley to have to finish it off the run, I I don't know if I'm going to ever go back and read this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it ends. I think issue 14, maybe. I think they're they're uh, going to stop. And then obviously, if in a few months they'll probably come out with another Hulk book. I just think they always need yeah. a Hulk book. But I agree that per, the perspective with his hand right there, um, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it is very. I think that's that that part is very cool too. But yeah, just his what, what you know. I guess that kind of answers part of my question, Pat. With you mentioned the headgear, which I totally forgot about. That must be the remnants of what held his headgear on. That's on top maybe. of his head. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Which yeah. is what distracted me from enjoying i like that perspective and you know this made me think of secret wars was it secret war seven you know where he's under the mountain or whatever you know oh yeah Mm -hmm. but anyway yeah that's why i didn't vote for this one all right next up is uh world's finest number 11 and i couldn't get an artist on this this is a jack white cover um not i don't think he did the art but it's just referred to as a jack white cover and I love this cover because I'm a big Jack White fan and I like the blue and black. Um, I did not vote for it, <laughs> surprisingly. I, it's like one I put up there just for me and I didn't even vote for it. <laughs> I know this got a couple votes and I'm shocked by both of them because, yeah, I don't like this at all. Yeah, Pat? <laughs> I, I, I thought I had... Uh, uh, Jeez, I can't even get the words out. <laughs> I felt like this may get no votes except for Mike because he put it up. <laughs> um, I, I get it, but I'm not a fan of that Fumetti, you know, look. Uh, I I don't. I'm, I tried finding out some information on this too. And I I don't know. I think Jack White may have done this cover. And I he's don't listed. Know. You know, it's. So, yeah, yes, he's a big comic book fan, from what yeah. I can tell, and I and I and I imagine he's going to get a lot of Jack White fans are going to buy this variant cover. Mm-hmm. Yep, they seem excited over it. Yeah, this is funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of surprised DC let this go, just because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're the, the way they're playing around with their, you know, their big characters, you know, and the logo and the. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't even get the three eyes and five. Three eyes. Neither yeah. do I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's a variant, so I doubt that anything inside the book will. Right. We'll have to see if he has an album coming out that, you know, yeah. maybe he's, he's got a Batman Superman record coming out. And what's up with the fine, the three eyes and fine? Oh, oh, that's what you're talking yeah. about. I thought you were talking about the three eyes on the character there. What is that character on the left? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, and then the number where it has number 11 there, what's, you know, that's a weird spot for that. And it's, you know. Yeah, the layout's just, it's really, it's, it's odd. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. And last up, Batgirls number 14 by the legendary uh, Art Germ. Our term dominated uh, cover combat, too. This is a pretty amazing cover. What say you, Pat? Didn't we have this last week? 
<laughs> I feel Sorry, like yeah, I feel like Patrick's art germ opinion just keeps falling and falling. And falling. Yeah, he's done. It all looks so similar to me. I just yeah. can't help it. <laughs> so my five would have been, uh, yeah, Batgirls, Iron Man, Lazarus, uh, Bane, and uh, Nightwing. Actually, I guess six because I like that Venom too. So that's what I'm saying. I had a hard time picking three because mm-hmm. I like six of them. I had a difficult time picking ten. <laughs> I did struggle. Well, I think you did a really good job this yeah, week. That's my opinion. All right. All right. So, uh, all right. Let me uh, hold on. I was going full screen <laughs> so I could look at all of those. I keep that drum roll going. <laughs> Good job, Karen. Good job. Keep it going. Let me get down here. Number three in third place. Batman, one bad day. Nice. nice. And, and let me say, there was a, uh, let me see, one, there was a four-way tie for third place. Oh, really? Yeah. So you had to use your scientific method? Yes. And the, the four-way tie was between Venom, Batman, one bad day, Lazarus, like, oh, you know what? I'm giving away what's not number Oh, one yeah, you should wait. Yeah. <laughs> 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 People just went like, "Oh, that go." Yeah. All right. Uh, number two. Drum roll, please. Very good. Awesome. There it is. Slowly. At number two, we have Nightwing. Nice. Yeah. I was actually gonna buy this book myself, but then I saw it's like an eight-dollar book. No. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, it's issue 100, and oh, I think issue 100 time. might be a seven or eight dollar book, and the acetate is like a, a oh, eight yeah. or nine dollar. I can't remember. It's a dollar more. So, gotcha. Yep. There we go. That's uh, number two. Okay. And coming in at number one, <laughs> surprising no one. No, don't even. Yeah, you know it, Pat. It's coming. You know it, Pat Girl. <laughs> Pat Girl's number one. Coming to you in the future in Cover Combat Nine, the two thousand, the two thousand twenty to yeah. two thousand twenty nine decade. Yeah, I have if to we, say that. that you know, I do like Art Germ. Yeah. But yeah. I, I seem I tend to like more of his traditional hand drawn sketchy stuff mm-hmm. compared to yeah. this over painterly computerized I I just yeah. I don't know. I totally get what you're coming from, Pat. I'm not trying yeah. to be like it's I, I, I don't mean to come off like you're being ridiculous. It's just <laughs> I get what you're saying. It just still I still love it. <laughs> You know, and I'm I'm just trying to say that I'm I'm not a big hater of him. You know? <laughs> right, it's, right, yeah, I know. It's just, it's like too much, too much. Right, right. <laughs> I think he can produce more artwork doing the digital than he yeah. can in the traditional way, so he can just you know pump out more, more covers. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, the the ties. Um, where I lost my uh, thing there. Okay, so Venom, Batman, One Bad Day, Lazarus Planet, and Alien all tied. They all received the same amount of votes. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, I was totally thinking that the winner was going to be either Batgirls or Lazarus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Surprised Lazarus didn't win that uh, four-way tie, actually. Yeah. Yep. I was shut out this week. <clears throat> yeah, I think I got two of them there. Because I don't think ultimately Nightwing made my final pick. Uh, no. Yeah. Whew. All right. Man, my cheeks are hurting. I'm laughing so much. Today. Yeah. I I mean, just imagine, you know, cover combat. We, if uh, we get to, like, the artists. You know, there's one in there, I think, that, that we all have to pick the same artist. <laughs> so we that, put art germ on that wheel. <laughs> we all have to submit art germ. <laughs> I have no well, problem with that, believe me. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. It'd be interesting because yeah, we know yeah. Patrick likes art germ and, and like Alex Ross covered. He's just mm -hmm. he's just expressing this concern for this very typical same kind of right. look and feel to the books. So it'll be interesting. That would be an extremely interesting thing to see. Which ten art germs Pat would pick? That would put right, yeah. Because you'd think they wouldn't be the typical that the rest of us would. Yeah, know? it would be interesting, but I hope it doesn't happen anytime soon. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, every time when you posted that again, Mike, about uh, all the the you know different things we're gonna do and cover combat eventually. Yeah, I can't. I literally. That's why I said whatever you want to decide is fine with me because I literally cannot wait for every single category to play out when we're all yeah. doing just a team, when we're all doing just DC books, when we're all doing, you know, mm -hmm. where, where's that one you said we can all pick our own artists, but they have to be different artists, our choice or whatever. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. That's going to be good. Yeah. It's, I'm excited for all the ways it's going right. to Yeah. <laughs> we, I just cannot wait until we can, uh, you know, it's going to be so much more spicier every time with the more people we have voting on it every time, you know? Yeah. So. And, and this last time we had a lot of people voting, uh, new voters. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that too. Yeah. A lot of people I never heard of, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, let me wait, wait, wait. I forgot to throw this up. This was number one, uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> Nightwing 99. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, that night that's a beautiful nightwing run, that's for sure. It almost makes me want to buy it, you know. Yep. Are you reading these, Mike? Are you reading the Nightwings? No, I'm not. And uh I wish I, I wish I was. It's one of those deals where I'm like, man, I'm so far behind. Where do I start? And yeah, I should, yeah, I yeah. should probably just because who's writing it now? Tom is Tom Taylor writing that? I throw think let me throw this back up yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, Tom Taylor's writing it. Um, so basically, I think I should just go back to where he started his run and, and read those. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good jumping on point. Yeah, I honestly think with how beautiful the books are that, uh, yeah, if you were if you were reviewing it and giving it a good review, it might actually suck me in to buy it, which I've never bought a Nightwing book ever, I don't think so. Yeah, and Redondo's the interior artwork as well. He's the series yeah. artist, so you get that same awesomeness. I mean, there's one book I think... 
it was it's unfortunately i think it's landscape but it's like the pages the whole page of nightwing moving through this building i mean it's it's really cool i'll, I'll dig it up yeah. and I'll, i'll pull them out and start reading them all right so all those books come out this wednesday yes and now we get to a point where we review the books that already been out y'all ready for that i am ready all right let's get to it All right, looks like Mike is first this week. Totally unplanned and unset up. Cool. Was it? <laughs> okay. I read Uh, let's see. There we are. Little Monsters nice. number 8 by uh Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn. Um this was actually this actually came out uh December 7th. And uh, this is number eight. Number nine came out uh, January 11th. So I'm a little bit behind. Um, and I look back and I actually reviewed issues one through four in August. Issue number um, six in September. It looks like I skipped reviewing number five. Skipped reviewing number seven. And now I'm reviewing number eight. <laughs> so... Uh, this opens with uh, more backstory. Each each issue, we kind of get a little more backstory on each the individual characters. Uh, this time, this is a great cover, by the way. I love this cover. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, and I think this cover kind of goes back to uh, Romy's time. Uh, the backstory for Romy. I'm I'm thinking it is because the way the characters presented in the in the uh, the backstory is different. From the way they are now, so that's why I'm kind of guessing. N names don't line up, but that's the only <laughs> um, conclusion I can come to myself. Um, we also see uh, Ray, who was one of the twins. Uh, he's being and he was captured by one of the humans that they went to slaughter, and he was captured by him, and he's now being led by that human back to um, the part of the city uh, or the the outskirts where the other vampires are where they live because he wants to kill them all um and then when we get you know back to where the rest of them are we have uh yui lucas and romy are they have the human laura and they're trying to protect her from billy vicky and lucas who are trying to feed on her and they're becoming more savage um since they fed on human blood instead of rats and rodents and stuff like that uh there's been more savage i think their thirst for human blood is growing uh, as each issue goes on um and we're also given a few more hints on the elders and where uh where they are because they had left years and years ago telling the the younger vampires not to leave the area never go into the city um and we're we're finding out a little bit more about where they are um once again the writing is fantastic the artwork is just typical dustin win really great this is the opening page um where we get kind of more of a traditional art style whereas later on i think um he uses 
I'm not sure if he's doing watercolors. I think he works mostly in watercolors. Um, so that's uh, part of the backstory segment as well. And uh, one last piece. I mean, you can see the top there, just how savage the three of them are are becoming with their eyes blacked out and everything. So this is a, a must get. It's fantastic. I can't wait once once uh, I can start getting the trades, which they're already they're already coming out. Um, and read Does this it have all. a cutoff. Sorry. Yeah, I can't wait to get the trades so I can read all of them together. Does this have a cutoff yet? Like like when? How many issues? You know, it's going to be or anything? No, they haven't announced anything. The last two, like uh, Descender, went thirty two issues. Um, Ascender went just under twenty, I think. Um, so, uh, I mean, these two work really well together and I think, so this could very well go, I, I can see this going beyond 30 issues. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're issue number eight and there's just so many, so many unanswered things and, and, uh, uh, yeah, this has a lot of great potential for some longevity there. Awesome. So I, this is a must get, I'm loving it. Awesome. I think we're going to have a good. Uh, get it Turn out. or forget yeah. it here. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, spoiler alert, I got good things to say as well. I read um, Arkham City, The Order of the World, number three and number four. I reviewed one and two last week. This is Six Issue um, Limited Series. Written by Dan Waters, with art by Danny and Dave Stewart. And quick refresher, it kind of is taking place in uh, Gotham City, uh, but Arkham Asylum, Joker killed everybody. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. A majority of everyone in Arkham Asylum, from inmates to all the staff, I think actually all the staff did die, but... A bunch of inmates did escape, and that's kind of the Arkham City reference. There, they've kind of taken over the city. And uh, again, refresher: this story follows uh, a psychiatrist. Uh, her name's Joy, and uh, it kind of it's focused right now. Uh, I actually should say in this issue, it was it was started in issue two, and now in issue three where she is primarily with um, the Ten-Eyed Man, a villain that has eyes in each one of his fingers. And she is kind of playing this dangerous game of trying to help the Ten-Eyed Man because she's trying to, you know, help the clinically insane become sane. And also while this detective is utilizing her familiarity with the insane inmates from Arkham Asylum to help track them down because they're all over the city now. And uh, basically, the Ten-Eyed Man... Sorry, that was a little loud. <laughs> um, basically, the Ten-Eyed Man uh, helps her 
kind of we're following this mystery that her as a, as a sane psychiatrist is kind of playing along with the ten-eyed man and what he says to try to in essence kind of not be mean to him while he's trying to track down the ghost of Arkham, Dr. Arkham, the guy that created Arkham Asylum. And uh, I told you the good guy in this is Azrael. He's trying to just track down all the villains as well to, of course, bring them to justice. And so we kind of got this uh, part uh, Azrael story going on, part the joy helping Ten-Eyed Man while also following the Ten-Eyed Man as he goes around through the city and, and he's kind of predicting all these things. He can see, you know, like he's psychic. He's predicting all these things that go down in the city as all this crazy stuff is happening to help her uh, find the bad guys so she can help them from the Ten-Eyed Man's perspective but then, like I said, she's also playing the game of helping the detectives find the bad guys while Sword or uh, Azrael is also trying to find the bad guys. So it's pretty crazy. Um, this issue, uh, you guys can tell who that is on the cover. I can't. I love that cover, but. Yeah, it's a great cover. Sort of That's Solomon part of, Grundy. Yeah, exactly. It's Solomon Grundy. Oh, so, okay. so Ten Eyed Man leads Joy to Solomon Grundy. And the Ten-Eyed Man, it's funny, he can actually, you know, how we've, you know, every, we've gotten this many times in many stories uh, where, like, you know, Obi-Wan or Anakin can understand what R2-D2 is saying, or, you know, Shaggy can understand, well, I guess Scooby-Doo is not a very good example, he actually talks English. But, you know, anybody who just mutters, oh, how they can understand what Groot's saying, you know, when they're just saying nonsensical things. Well, the Ten-Eyed Man's kind of like that with Solomon Grundy. He's actually, Solomon Grundy's just saying his same old ridiculous rhymes, but it's meaning different things to Ten-Eyed Man, and it's taking them on uh, the search for uh, something that Joy doesn't actually know what it is, uh, but what she eventually finds out is, again, Ten-Eyed Man is, she's starting to lose her mind because the Ten-Eyed Man is always right about the craziness he says. Like, he'll say things that she thinks, that's just insane, but she'll play along to, again, not be mocking him and trying to help him through his psychological journey. But then it ends up coming to fruition, so she's like, wait. You know, she's starting to doubt her own sanity while also thinking that Ten-Eyed Man is more sane. This is a very interesting story how this plays out. I really, um, again, I said in one and two that I was enjoying it a lot. And it just continues with this. Um, uh, Dr. Phosphorus is in this one. Um, and again, she finds them by things that the Ten-Eyed Man says. And actually, in at the end of issue three, Ten-Eyed Man is actually captured by Azrael. So he's no longer part of the equation. Um, and now she's she has found the skull of Dr. Arkham. And she's actually seen the ghost of Dr. Arkham, which in her experience at Arkham Asylum, the biggest thing that was making everybody in the asylum insane, in her opinion, was that they all thought they could see Arkham's ghost. 
So she finally sees Arkham Ghost. So now she's questioning her sanity even more while also questioning how insane every inmate she's chasing down is. So that's kind of where we are uh, in in uh, in this issue. Uh, we we kind of Doctor Phosphorus and Noctura. Uh, this lady that thinks she's a vampire, she's a bad villain too. She uh, she's in this as well. And uh, now we've kind of it's kind of passed the baton from the Ten Eyed Man to Doctor Phosphorus, and this whole questioning whether Joy is actually the one that's been insane the entire time, and she's starting to believe the inmates. Uh, but we're still kind of in the same story as far as, you know, this detective is still trying to find and round up all of the um, villains all over Arkham. I mean, all over Gotham City. Again, the Arkham City reference. So uh, I agree with uh, what Mike said about his book, that if you're a Batman, Bat villain, Arkham Asylum fan of any type, uh, and even not even that, if you're just a fan of a good mystery, you don't, it's, it's, it's so compelling, but mysterious. This is a great book. This is a must have in my opinion yeah. for everyone as well. So, and the art's great. You know, the covers are awesome and the interiors are great. And again, I, I mentioned this before, it's set in the same style of the old Arkham Asylum book, which I love dearly as well. So check did you one. say in your previous review, why, where Batman is, do they cover that? It doesn't say at all, yeah. Oh, okay. it, 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 I, I actually, I take that back a little bit. I think it just says they don't know where Batman is. Oh, okay. I think that's that's. It does reference him briefly okay. in the first issue, like Batman's MIA for some reason. So, mm -hmm. but that's literally what it says. They don't know what it is, what the reason is either. So we don't know. Yeah, gotcha. But, yeah. Yep. All right. I'm looking forward to reading this as well. I love the artwork, and from what you're saying, it sounds really good. Yeah, I think you'd like it a lot. Yeah, definitely. It does look interesting. I'm, I like Azrael as a character, but he seems like one of those ones where they they seem to get him to a point and then they don't know where to go with him a lot of times. Yeah, and it does seem like that way with him. Yeah. His personality goes haywire. And yeah, <laughs> but I think visually he's a cool looking character. Yeah, he's very cool. I do agree completely. Yeah. All right, what you got, Pat? If I can keep the streak alive, but I'm tending to... Uh, think that may not be the case uh oh okay Play, playing some catch up uh if you remember before i uh reviewed uh red man number one yeah and uh basically you know like i i, I if you remember there was no dialogue it was entirely told in pictures uh quick read um and that continues here in fact i probably could have uh pulled these out when we started the review segment and had them ready to go right now because there's not much here <laughs> excuse me um really yeah sorry about that that's okay. I have a hard i think i might have a hard time getting through this in my uh, horizon but we'll see um we put yeah. you back, to back again what's that we put you back yeah, to back, back again. Back. yeah i almost said something but it's okay. Uh, we'll, be, yeah. we'll we'll get through. Um, if, if you're a big kaiju fan, big Ultraman fan, if you're in one of those, you know, small number of Redman fans out there, you'd probably like this. Um, but it's it's just it's such a quick read, and you know, um, they're they're interesting. And one of the one of the things I ha kind of have a little bit of uh, grief with here is you know they kind of set this up. They kind of gave this a, like a unique twist, like. 
Redman knew he was part being part of a TV show and being filmed and forced to fight these creatures, maybe against his will. And this is at least the end of the initial five issues. And you still don't know the reasons behind that, which I think they should have given you a little bit more, you know, to keep you going. Um, I, I remember when this series first came out, I tried to do a little bit of research on it. And I believe I'm correct in saying it was originally published. We're kind of going backwards here. It was originally published as like an original graphic novel, maybe uh, in Japan. And now it's being serialized here in the U.S. in these individual issues. Huh, that's I, actually what I was going to say is it sounds like from what you're saying, this would have been better in a graphic novel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you would have been better off and more satisfied, uh, especially if you're paying full price. I mean, uh, that that is another one thing I commented before was uh, how can this small company, Behemoth, put out a book for, you know, three ninety nine? With, the, with this extremely nice cardstock cover, um, when and still charge the same price as a Marvel book, when you know the the uh, cover quality is about the same as the interior, um, and that was the case strangely up until issue five. Every one of these had like a nice cardstock cover, and number five was the flimsiest cover oh, I've geez. ever seen. And it's like, what, what, why do you companies do this? You know. Maybe they collector. were rolling the dice, and that answers your question. They, uh, how could they do it? And then they were like, <laughs> right. "We can't do this anymore." <laughs> There's only one more issue, guys. Oh, yeah. Sorry, like the bullet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it, it was funny too because um, even uh, I can't I can't really see it here, but you know they all had you know sort of the same cover set up. They were saying Red Man, the 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 title and behemoth the company I, I don't know if behemoth is like a sub imprint of something but on the fifth issue i don't think it even says behemoth i think it, it's it's totally it, it's like the same kind of logo but it's a different name um i i don't know either way but getting bottom line i'd say unless you're a huge kaiju fan it, it's a forget it um maybe look for the collected edition i think it would it would be more satisfying because it's such a quick read, uh, especially if you get it, you know, you know, as a bargain price for the trade paperback. But if you're going out and buying, plunking down your hard earned cash month after month, I think you'd find yourself a little disappointed. Hmm. Um, his, for Mark, uh, Matt Frank is the writer and the artist on this, and he does a good job. The, the storytelling is always very clear and always very well done. It's just when you're dealing with giant monsters and a giant Ultraman like being, it, it it's kind of limiting, you know. There's only so much yeah. dialogue that you can put in there, right? <laughs> and, and it's funny too because uh, number two, it, it's it's one of those time paradox issues, <laughs> like I just talked about with the Fantastic Four, where I'm not so sure you want to see that in a comic book, you know, where you're seeing the same seen repeated over and over yeah. again it's like especially in a book like this where you're kind of left wanting as it is okay speaking of uh one left wanting we'll go back to mike's favorite uh book here oh, geez. i've been wondering how this has been going but i haven't <laughs> been willing to buy it to see for myself <laughs> well thank you um it, not not horrible let's just say that um okay. there I have nitpicks, but 
uh i read that kind of got backed up and i read all these in one shot uh not as quickly as the red man these, these took a little bit longer but um a <laughs> little, little more substance even though some people complain i think about uh rainbow roel uh, she's a little lacking in substance into sometimes but uh these are pretty good uh two different artists the first two issues are by luca Moresca, and the last two issues are by takeshi miyazawa he has sort of like an anime manga manga influence um and it's a little more uh loose and cartoony than six and seven but it's not bad um six was kind of interesting because the whole premise behind she going back to work in a law firm was that uh, if she worked at this law firm it was no superhero clientele and they keep coming to her and she keeps turning them down or, or saying you know see me on the side we'll work things out but i can't take you up on your uh job offer but here krakoa and nightcrawler is too lucrative to pass up you know there's big money with krakoa yeah. and to be had and there's lots of legal dilemmas to be solved and uh jen she hawk takes on the x-men or you know the Kakroans as a client uh and she breaks it to her boss and her boss is like cha-ching you know she's she's like willing to forget the fact that she said no superhero clientele because she sees a big paycheck in the future um uh seven kind of finally deals with you know that will they or won't they between she hawk and jack of hearts spoiler alert they will <laughs> um that's kind of what this issue is about um and kind of them finally coming together as a couple uh and then we finally with eight and nine we finally have the mystery revealed as to who captured jack of hearts who, who you know who kind of stole his powers away um and it in a kind of a unique twist it was a couple of characters that showed up early on in the series uh that you were like, what, you know, what's the deal with these people? Well, it was foreshadowing because they ended up showing up. Um, the only bad thing about these two issues, I think is, is it kind of is plays it too close. And I don't know whether this was planned. It's a little too close to the ending of the She-Hulk, uh, Disney plus show. Whereas someone was out to steal She-Hulk's blood to gain her powers. Uh, they kind of use a little bit of that in here. And they also finally get around to breaking the fourth wall, just like She-Hulk did, you know, in the in the TV show. Um, they had had much of that in the comic book here in this series, and they finally got to that um, and did a little bit of that in, in either eight or nine. I think eight was a total. I don't think She-Hulk appeared at all in number eight. It was an origin story of these two villains or misunderstood or scientists that stealing the blood. Uh, it was all about them entirely. Uh, She-Hulk didn't even appear. Um, and then number nine was sort of them, the reveal and sort of, you know, their uh, hand-wringing, gloating over She-Hulk, stealing her powers. But things don't go too well for the the villains in this issue. The, the, just like the TV show, the blood didn't really uh, have the, the effects that they wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's still... It's still a get it for me. Def definitely not a must have, but it's just, it's sort of just an enjoyable light read to me. Um, not as light as Red Man, but light. 
it, 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 I'm, I'm not at the point where I'm about to drop the book. Um, uh, as we commented, as Mike commented with the pick three, uh, and I, I kind of have uh, actually uh, credit Mike to putting Jen Bartel on my radar. She continues with just really nice uh, covers on the She-Hulk series. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it, I guess. I, 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 uh, I forget it, unfortunately, for Redman, unless you're a big Kaiju fan. Um, and I'm still at a get it for She-Hulk. Um, your mileage may vary. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's still, still good for me. Yeah, Redman, I, I pre-ordered. I pre-ordered one through four. Then when it came time to order five, I'm such an idiot. Knowing that it was a five-issue series, but I was trying to... And that fell victim to my cuts, and I never ordered number five. Um, you know, so it sounds like I did all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And every week, every time I'd see the new She-Hulk, I was like, ah, how is this thing going? Because, you know, I bailed pretty early on it. Um, so I'm glad that you reviewed those. Thank you. I yeah. feel like you probably still wouldn't be on board given what you did and didn't <laughs> like about the early issues, but it's not, it's not terrible. You know, I don't right. know if that's a glowing review, but it's, you know, there's, there's worse out there for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unfortunately that's, uh, a lot of the times the positive takeaway that it's not terrible yeah that's like a, like a lot of the movies i do yeah how is it well it's not that bad okay i'll get it <laughs> yeah it's not really pushing people to buy it but yeah right if, if you end up going to look for uh red man to fill out your series in the bargain bin you're gonna have a hard time getting a good cover because that's right. a, a light a light breeze is gonna spine take wow. that baby is that right yeah i'm gonna look into that because behemoth your books were high high quality you know that their covers were kind of like the same cover material that the the prestige formats were back in the 80s you know yeah it's like that, yeah it's, hmm. but seriously though you think that could be part of it where they were rolling the dice they're like yeah. hey, we'll do it like this and that'll make them sell and then it didn't work out or whatever yeah they're like we gotta go back go back go back <laughs> Stop the presses. Yeah. Marvel was correct. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So yeah, Pat, I'm super excited too because you got seemed like uh, there's a lot of uh, pictures for your uh, horizon here. So um, hopefully, yeah, like you said, you can uh, make it through this. But yeah, sorry to do it to you, but but are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. All right, cool. Here we go. Nice. Oh, and Pat, we didn't even comment uh, about how awesome your new, uh, uh, you know, user pick there is. That's uh, yeah, that's yeah. an awesome. Changed that's an awesome thing. Bit. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, no thing in the uh, horizon this week. Uh, <laughs> okay. We have some more McFarlane. You know, it seems like once he 
trickles out a little bit of uh, information. He, he uh, a lot more seems to follow. Um, we yeah, have a new wave. Stuff. Yeah, a new, new wave of page punchers. These are the six inch or close to seven inch page punchers. Um, this is an all Aquaman wave. Um, I they did. I I wasn't able to easily track down individual shots, so I'm not sure if these are up for pre-order yet, or they just were revealing them. Um, you know, but it looks like a, what, a Sea King, a Black Mana, an Aquaman, and an Aqua Lad. I think. Yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah, they look good. Great. Um. Yeah, that's all I had on those. But okay. uh, the big, their big uh, pre uh, things that went up for pre-order were another wave of uh, multiverse figures. Um, there you see the whole wave. And then we have them individually here. So we got Superboy. We've got the Signal. That's cool. I think, I think he has a cool design. I, I don't know about that. The headgear looks off to me for some reason. I don't know. He does look a little bit different than uh, the comics. Yeah, something, something different about it, maybe. Um, yeah. He's one of those new characters that I think kind of looks pretty cool, but I have no idea what he's all about. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, I got a couple of the books too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you bring stuff up like this, yeah, I have that mini series of his, and yeah. I'm like, I've got to dig that out and read it now. Yeah. I just bought it because it was Batman and it mm -hmm. looked cool. So yeah, or Bat Family, I guess yeah. I should say. Yeah. Right. Um. Then we have Kingdom Come Batman, mm. based on the Alex Ross yeah, series. Fan of that one. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't look that cool. <laughs> that body armor. Yeah, that's weird. Even the Alex Ross artwork there. I'm just not a fan of that design. The uh, artwork looks way cooler than the... <laughs> but I guess it does look the same, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, All Batman can't be cool. But you got to have a Batman. Yep. <laughs> Every wave, at least one. Um, maybe we have a Jay Garrick Flash. I'm a fan of this character. Uh, yeah, not not hundred percent on that face sculpt. I don't know. It looks a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it looks pretty cool. Oh, did I say we needed one Batman a wave? I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, you should like this one, Kevin. Right? This yeah, right that one looks cover. really cool. Yeah, and I actually <laughs> think this is. Yeah, I think this is actually really well done. I, I like him here better than I do on those covers. Yeah, that looks great. Yeah, it looks awesome. Gladiator Batman. I like that. Yeah. I think McFarlane, he, he's always good at these weird, you know, offshoot characters, you know, uh, varying variations on the on the characters, you know, just because he can sort of play, even though this is based on an actual comic book character. Um I think they 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 their sculptors really get into, you know, all the little details on these figures like this, and yeah, you think it looks yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, and then this is an exclusive, and if you order this wave on McFarland's uh, web store, you get this figure free. Um, and I kind of can understand why. I'm not a big fan. Blue Lantern Kyle Rayner, and that face on Kyle there. I just I don't know, man. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look right. Yeah. It's like his nose isn't protruding enough or something. It's like really flat. It's like his nose yeah. is. Yeah. I don't like the lips either. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about on. this character either. Do you guys know anything about him either? Well, it's no, Kyle Rayner, the old Green Lantern, but I, I'm not familiar with his Blue Lantern version. What's the blue deal in the Lantern universe again? What's blue? I don't know. Paige Mike from New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I missed. Uh, I never read all the different lanterns, even though I know it was super popular. I don't know. I really know anything about it. Hey, I just want to say this real quick too. Your thing pick is so cool as you talk and it does the little vibrate thing. <laughs> it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I thought that's kind of a, a cool representation there. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for the, the mouth to be animated a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the last multiverse figure, uh, and this is a Target exclusive. This I don't know. This was just like a one-off, I guess. Um, it's uh, Dead Man for Target. Um, again, he's a he's a character I like, but I I don't know. I just I don't know. You got a different angle on him? No, I don't. Unfortunately, that looks like yeah. his hair. I know that's just like one of these effects behind him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like his hair. Like he's like a, you know, he's like got like a big mohawk or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It looks cool around his arms, but the back it's just like okay, this looks awesome. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe it doesn't look that way from a different angle, though. But right. Yeah, that doesn't really look like Dead Man too much. Yeah. His face looks more like just like a regular old vampire, more like Nosferatu or something. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that was it for McFarlane. Uh, moving on to the, the big tease. They did a live stream uh, from Hasbro this week. Um uh, and it was all Indiana Jones all the time. They're gearing up for the new movie coming out, The Dial of Destiny. Um, if you're familiar with... What's that? I was saying, I was just, uh, you know, praying for a second for The Dial of Destiny not to suck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you fan, or did you like the last one? Did we talk about this? You know, I am, I, I didn't, it's definitely the worst one of them, but I didn't dislike it as much as most, it seemed. Yeah. I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way, I think. I, it's been a while since I've seen it. I should probably take a look. That was the Crystal Skulls, right? Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I liked it, and then I heard people not liking it, and I thought, wait a minute, should I not right. like this? <laughs> yeah, they bash it way harder than I think it deserves. That's for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. So some of this is going to be based on this, you know, the Dial of Destiny, but they're, you know, they're pulling from the other movies as well. And this is the sort, I, I like this line. This is sort of like the, the Star Wars Mission Fleet, fleet line. Yeah. Not, cool, not yeah. even sort of. It's exactly, you know, like this, the Mission Fleet line. And yeah. they're calling this Worlds of Adventure, Indiana Jones Worlds of Adventure. Um, they show Indiana's bike here, and then they show this uh, Dr. Jurgen Voller on his little bomber or whatever that is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Better, yeah. better be careful. I keep my head down a little bit on that one. I don't know. <laughs> um, but then moving on to the more traditional, they didn't have a lot. They, I thought they would show more of that world of adventure. The, the, here's here's. The problem i think with indiana jones in general and why i think when they do toy lines they just don't sell it's because there's a lot of human looking characters 
and kids are like, you know, I don't want this guy. Yeah. I mean, what what kid is gonna want this this dude in a suit and hat? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The plane might be cool, but yeah. Yeah, if they could go inside know. the cockpit, it'd be better than on top with the gun or what? You know, maybe that's that's probably true to however the movie is. I assume, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how could um, that be though? They couldn't have this in the movie where he's got a cockpit and a gun on the top. Of, yeah, that can't be right. I think it. I think if I remember right, they said it fits two figures. Like the, one's the, the the driver, one's the gunner. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. but moving on to more traditional action figures, um, they previously they had shown this the three and three quarter inch. Uh, line and they just showed Indiana Jones when they when they previewed it and this is they call this Adventures of Indiana Jones. This is the retro three and three quarter line, uh, and, and and unfortunately there's there's a lot of this the Star Wars dealio going on here where you're thinking oh, didn't they show this figure before? Yeah, well they did, but it was the six inch version, you know. <laughs> so you, you got you got that whole deal going on where you know the same figures are appearing in six inch and three and three quarters. So we got Marion. We've got Tote. We've got the German mechanic. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> they, he was a kinda, great part of the movie, though. That's kind of that's an interesting B-level character, whatever. You call yes, it. They, they 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 commented on that because he never got a figure in the in the original line that came out in the eighties. Yeah. So they wanted to, they wanted to make sure, um, and then uh, Belloc. Like uh, did they, do they have a splatter face edition of the mechanic? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to make a custom of that, you know. You know. Anyway. And then, you know, they they quickly, they just teased some future uh, figures from the retro wave, like um, like the Belloc here. And that's, that's horrible. That is, anyway, sorry. The, the Belloc. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Oh, that's so... That looks like uh, what's her name, the cook. You know, like she's Julia in the Child. kitchen. The old, the old is that the old uh, British lady that is yeah. that who that was? Julia Child, that, yeah. That's who it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> it's funny you say that, Kevin, because they they talked about how they how much uh, you know investigation and, and and researching that went into finding the exact pattern. To match you know for his his tunic there you know it's like it comes across as sort of like you know apronish or yeah an apron or a dress or something yeah it's yeah yeah they they talked about how they, you know all the research that went into detailing that um fail big fail <laughs> it's, they they teased more in the retro line they didn't have pictures just uh, they're gonna do some um temple of doom figures indie just basic indie, um, short round, hypnotized Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they're a two from Dial of Destiny, old indie, and Helena Shaw. Okay. Yeah, not not really much to go on there because we're just seeing pictures of the. Yeah, character. we'll see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and and the last three uh, are all exclusives, and they're in the. Excuse me, the six-inch adventure series line, and that is from Target. We have Club Obi Wan, Indiana Jones. Okay. 
you see what I mean here? Uh, kids, I don't know, you know. Yeah. And then we have Walter Donovan from The Last Crusade. Well, they're just looking to sell it all the nostalgia guys like us. Yeah. yeah, they're, not even, yeah. they're not even for kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I thought I did, but I don't have it here. It was the, was the, uh, they have a, two head sculpts. They have an alternate head sculpt of one that he takes the drink from the grail. Mm. And it's, it's, it's really well done, too. I wish I had it here. Fail on my part. Um, and then we have Professor Indiana Jones. Huh, okay. That face so, doesn't look Yeah, I, a lot of comments about that out there on the web. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, so yeah, the, the, the Club Obi-Wan is Target, Walter Donovan and Professor Indy are Walmart exclusives. And that's it. There's a lot of pictures, but that was, uh, there wasn't really, you know, it was just the Indiana Jones and the McFarland stuff this week. So, well, that's a lot of Indiana Jones. It is. And I am, I, yeah, I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> that can hardly tell a difference. <laughs> I am a Raiders and an Indiana Jones fan, but I don't know if it's, not that big of an Indiana Jones fan. Yeah, and I don't know if it's enough to carry a line. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I think you know, it's I think, always a tough sell. Yeah. But I and I always say that's kind of where I've been ever since the beginning. You know, when I first saw the trailers for Raiders and stuff, I didn't see it in the theaters, and I was all like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And then I was pleasantly surprised about how awesome they were once i actually saw it and i was a little upset i didn't see them in theaters but uh but yeah raiders is uh maybe it's you just can't make a big universe or try to sell a bunch of stuff for raiders because it's it's very it's kind of small as far as the possibilities are concerned i don't know i don't know what it is about it exactly but it it's impossible to to try to broaden it like a star wars or it's kind of the same thing with Back to the Future. It's like just this very own one niche thing, you know. So, and obviously World War Two and Nazis has been done to death, you know. So it kind of it really has to be good to carry you past that point, you know, to not be sick of ah Nazis again, you know. So not that I know what happens in the Dial of Destiny, of course. Maybe it's you know who knows. I don't know. Different, but. Anyway, still great job. Love to see your stuff, Pat. Thank you so much for uh, putting that all together. And, uh, you know, even though we uh, double booked you there in a row, pulling through. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now you get like a five-second break, though, because you're third in the recap. The recap. Who did that?
Okay, I'm telling you, the first time was my mistake. I don't know what happened the second time. But. All right, Mike, what you got? Um, I need to watch the new Quantum Leap. You do. Uh, everybody needs to watch uh, Pale Blue Eye. We will. Until uh, until we meet again, Prophet Prophets. <laughs> right. R.I.P. Um, Prophet Prophets for now. For now. Um, Kevin needs to watch the original Quantum Leap. <laughs> I do. All of them. <laughs> Hopefully I get around to that before Mando Season 3 comes out, though. <laughs> Probably not. That's like around the corner. It is. It's, uh, yeah. What's that? Five, six weeks away? But yeah, it'll be here before we know it. I've noticed that every time we talk about something, it's 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 here when we talk about it being far away all of a sudden. And bam, start watching it. Yeah. Along with three other things that need to be watched at the same time. But anyway, um, don't ever assume whether a dark sphere is good or bad. Bad. Um, sometimes mediocre reviews are the most you can hope for. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we're all familiar with uh, Stephen Crowder and his change, change my mind. Yeah. Thing there. Uh, Art germ rules. Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a uh, congrats to Catwoman and Rose. <clears throat> Where's my hand clap there? It's this Karen? guy's turn right here. That's turn. Yeah. I get no hand clap. <laughs> oh, awesome. That is really good to hear, Johnny. <laughs> Kevin, that, that clapping was for Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pat, what you got? Um, uh, what do I got? Congrats, congrats to Mike for winning Cover Combat Two. Yep, I agree. That's um, New York, man. Yeah. He That's also, New York, Mike. yeah, yeah, and and I did you guys see the, the text message from him? What I didn't see it. That's what I was reading. Yeah, he, he, and we'll throw it out there. You know, it's something we can think about. He says, you know, uh, the, a tiebreaker could be the most overall votes from all rounds. The only, the only problem I have with that is matchups. You know, you could keep getting an easy matchup and getting yeah. a lot of votes. Yeah. I mean, I think that'd be harder to track for Mike, too. And we don't need to be making it any more difficult for Mike as it is, right? I'm going to say yes, I agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> The way the way I do it, it, I think Patrick. Yeah, Patrick's right. The the matchups wouldn't. You could a, a book could have a really easy matchup and get, you know, and win by eighty percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll stay. We'll stick with what we said already, basically. All right. Apparently, Gotham. Oh wait, is it my turn? Um, I'm gonna oh, go yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, Mike, Mike's turn. Yeah, I'm just going to go back real quickly to what we're talking about. I can, it would still be kind of interesting to, to track how many votes a book did get um, all the way through. Um, 
So I, I appreciate Mike throwing that idea out there because I'm going to use part of it. <laughs> yeah, and and, and right. I was just trying to definitely point out that you've got a lot going on already, so adding more, you mm -hmm. know, I don't know if that's a good thing, but <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned, for sure, if you track every single stat, you know, women got this many votes, you know, men yeah. got this many votes, uh, you know, all if you track every single stat that you could possibly think of, I'd love it. I love, I'm just a stat freak. All right. Speaking of stats, I need you to dig out our stat books from when we played uh, the 2K games for football and hockey, because I was telling Marcus about them and he wants to see them. I don't even have to dig them out. They're, they are literally right on, on my show. stand right by my TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still love those. I enjoy looking through those occasionally myself. Yeah. Right. That's all I got. Uh, I was just going to say, apparently Arkham City, I mean, uh, yeah. Arkham Asylum and Gotham City are interchangeable. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything else. All right. And I, <laughs> is that what you're, what'd you say, Mike? I said Johnny, because he chimed in. I thought maybe he would have something. Hey, Johnny, you got one? Or where, here's, where's my wonderful wife with her recap? Come on, where's it at? Where's it at? Let's give her a second. Oh, wait, no, she's sitting right in front of me. I know she's not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that'll do it. A uh, few reminders here. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Uh, please like and comment on this video as well as subscribe and hit that bell. Bell, bell, bell. <laughs> hit that bell. Southern all the way. <laughs> to get notifications when we go live and uh, please subscribe to comics and collectibles in the crawl space on anchor by Spotify as we originally and always will be a podcast uh, or many other podcast providers. And uh, please listen to the edited podcast of this live stream that I'll post on Spotify uh, today or no later than tomorrow. And then follow Acceler Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter. And follow Acceler underscore comics on TikTok and whatnot. And uh, please watch our show on the Whatnot app on Friday, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can bookmark that show right now. We've got lots of great deals. I literally put up, and I, Mike's going to probably slap me when I say this the next time I see him. Um... I've literally put up a $20 book for two bucks and it was near the end of the show. So I only had a couple viewers still and no one snagged that. So I've got a lot of great deals on that show. Um, and, uh, you know, not only deals to buy specifically, then an awesome high value mystery short box and then great uh, prizes and giveaways as well. Then also check out what we have to offer on eBay at Acceler underscore comics and accelercomics.com and then of course watch our next live stream which will uh include i have final the finals of cover combat 2 that's last week's uh <laughs> which will include um a segment of mike's in case you didn't know uh next sunday 1 30 p.m ish eastern standard time that's it my favorite that is a great clap. I love it. <laughs> and uh since we are two episodes into karen moderating now now she gets the criticisms karen get your special effects uh <laughs> game up 
you know so it could be the clap the clapping there oh the whole the whole episode i love it yeah okay sounds like we, sounds like we need a whipping sound effect for kevin <laughs> <laughs> got some buzzer action in there okay yeah we okay so yeah we need to add the whip Oh, hi, Lexi. Oh, and uh, 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 a later uh, happy birthday to Lexi. Her birthday was yep, her happy belated birthday. happy birthday a couple days ago. She's officially not a teenager anymore. I've only got one left. Um, but what I was going to say is we need to add the wah, wah, wah. We need to figure out what that's called. And then a whip now that Patrick put that in. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else? No, that's it. We're going to watch some football. Yeah. Uh, okay. So thank you so much for checking us out. It's been a fun show. It's been a long one. A lot of good stuff. Uh, and until next time, don't forget that appreciating great art is awesome. And reading a great story is a lot of fun. So why not pick up a comic book and do both? Accelerate.